0: welcome to episode 162 of the reptile gumbo podcast uh we're all here yep yeah we're all here
1: i canceled plans just for you.
0: Just for me. Just for the listeners.
1: Just for the listeners. She did it
0: just for for y'all out there listening.
1: Well, I also did it because our kid is exhausted. Because she,
0: she also did it because she just didn't want to go.
1: It's a four day, four long long weekends are the worst when you're going back to school or work or.
0: No, no, the weekends are great. It's no, no, no. It's, it's the, week. the
1: first day back.
0: It's just brutal. Yeah, but long weekends aren't bad. It's the I had week six that makes it
1: kids bad. fall asleep in class this morning because they were so tired from Only their six. weekend.
0: I had six kids in first period fall asleep this morning. That's that's a normal yeah. thing. Anyways, uh, 32
1: wake-ups, babe.
0: Want to do our sponsors? Do you pulled up?
1: Sure. If you're looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit LSReptileRacks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today.
0: Woo. Yeah. yeah, do that. Be there. Be square. Uh, shut up. Anyways, uh, Herbs Reptile shows. I have that pulled up. Let me go ahead. The next Herbs Reptile show is a big one for us. <laughs> we're not vending it.
1: We're not. We're just going to hang out. We're just
0: going to hang out. I'm lucky.
1: excited. And we're
0: getting our chameleon oh, from funny. the Readys.
1: Yay. Cannot wait.
0: It's going to be awesome. I'm
1: excited.
0: So that's all I should probably tell you when it is. It's the Austin, Texas show. It's April 22nd, 23rd. Uh, so come on out to the Austin show. If you need a rack or a cage, get with Robert soon. See if you can get one for that show. He'll be there. And then May 6th, 7th is the Pearland show or uh, what gets posted as the South Houston show. Yeah, I think so. But come on up. That's our home show. We'll, we get to sleep in our own beds and I'm taking off that Friday to help set up. So I get to hang out and it'll be fun. Then the Lake Charles show, June 3rd and 4th. I'm interested to see how Lake Charles goes. We haven't been there in like two and a half years. Conroe's the next weekend. Conroe's June 10th and 11th. That's Katie's birthday weekend. Yep. Uh, Then there's the Shreveport show, June 24th and 25th will be interesting because it's the first time it's in Shreveport. Was the Longview, Texas show. Some scheduling conflicts. It's going (laughs) to be in Shreveport. It could be interesting. Then the Slidell show, July 22nd, 23rd. Then all the way up to Oklahoma City uh 20 july 29th uh july 30th we went to oklahoma this weekend and that was a that was no a,
1: no no you didn't go for the weekend no no no! You we went for a day, day.
0: <laughs> we didn't go for a day we didn't no. go we went for like two you hours were gone for a day just so anybody wants it is about eight hours from our house to it, where took we, us, it took us nine to get there that's true it stops to get to where you had to go to tulsa basically we went to tulsa and then we got to go see our buddy John Grant's shop We've never seen his shop John and Callie shop John and Callie shop I'm sorry Callie John Grant and his old lady His old lady uh, <laughs> But that shop is awesome I've never been there Yeah And and John's not one to, to toot his own horn sometimes But I will Toot toot motherfucker That's a nice shop mm-hmm. It's small
1: <laughs> I have heard about this shop non-stop since he's been back It's small About how awesome it is it's clean. How nice everything was It's
2: organized
1: and- You definitely made an impression It on smelled Lewis. good
2: When you walked in it smelled good Nice yeah. uh, Which is not normal for a...
1: Uh, Any pet store. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a great reptile store where you'll find things that you don't normally find, like a PetSmart or a Petco, and it's got uh, cages and racks for sale from someone I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got some amazing animals there. So you get all your feeders there. So if you're anywhere in the Tulsa area, it's... it's, I forget where the... Sand Springs. Sand Springs. I knew it was some random place in Oklahoma. (laughs) But if you're anywhere in that area, go check out the uh, Grant Family Exotics. It's a free plug to John's shop. But then we uh, hung out there, and then we drove the nine something hours back here. We left my house at six a.m.
2: and got back at three thirty a.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. excuse me, I am still tired. I still haven't recovered, <laughs> but I did get to eat at Carl's Jr. I like Carl's Jr. Did you
1: eat there twice?
0: No, I only ate there once on the way up.
1: Oh, but you ate there today, didn't you?
0: So I had to go. So I got a weird thing off of uh, off of Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I went on Facebook Marketplace. It was a, it was in a talk of group. Somebody was giving away Rhea and emu eggs. And I was like, I'll take a Rhea and an emu egg from my like from my classroom to show kids the giant ass egg. And when I drove out to the house, I realized at that point I was only like 12, 15 minutes away from the Carl's Jr. that's closest to us. So I just went ahead and drove down to Carl's Jr. and did He you?
1: messaged me. He was like, I'm 20 minutes away. I was like, just go. But then by the time I got to 288, no, I was only like, 12 no, minutes No, I'm not. Oh. He's like, no, I'm not going to go. And then he texts me again. I'm only like 14 minutes away. I'm like, dude, just go. Yeah. So he we went. Yeah, it was... I uh,
0: went to Liverpool, Texas. Mm-hmm. I've never been there until today. It says the city of Liverpool. I didn't see it's a city. A village. There's no city. The sign says city. Yeah, they have one police officer. Yeah. I think I saw their Walmart. It's called Dollar General. Yep. Um, I like don't know. What, Fenton, Louisiana. But, uh, no, but it said it's the sign, village of Fenton. But this says sign. It says city of oh Liverpool. I'm like, mm, I think we're over. A, oh, we're
2: pushing this one. It's not really a no, city. They're incorporated. They have a mayor. They have a city council. Nice They've,
1: are they It's the same like everybody person?
2: in town <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> I think I drove through all of Liverpool Yeah
0: And then I realized how far south I was And I came out at the exit that we normally take to go herping mm-hmm. That was how far south I was
2: Yep, I know exactly where Liverpool is uh,
0: And then I got the eggs home And then I realized the Rhea egg was fine But the emu egg has been painted
1: It looks like they had it sitting somewhere And they spray painted something And it like
0: Way The over. mist
1: got on you know, y'all just
0: have like so, the... Like a cool emu egg is like a green egg and it's a cool egg. I'm kind of upset. But anyways, they were free. I can't, what can I say? They were free. And what'd you get them for? Just for my classroom, just to have big ass eggs to show kids. That'd be cool. Uh, and then uh, Corpus Christi, that is August 12th and 13th. So there's our our Herp shows coming up. Liverpool has a population of 494. Well, one person's moving out of Liverpool, which I wouldn't mind buying. I took a picture of the sign for the realtor because like it's said on some nice land. It was off the road.
2: I'd live there. I would totally live there. Mm-hmm. Probably can't afford it because I'm sure land is expensive. But well, everybody just got their property tax statements yesterday from Brazoria County, and people are losing their minds
1: because this happens. This has happened every year that we've lived here for this.
2: Every three other three years, years, most people's stuff has gone up forty percent in valuation. Jesus. Ever Jesus. since the state said you can't raise taxes on property more than X amount percent, so the county's like, okay, we'll just raise the value. We'll just raise it to
1: that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh.
0: Our old friend C. Analside Side Exotics says we have good fast food places down here. Which is true. <coughs> we do. I, I love Carl's. Should we
1: had a Bojangles.
2: Bojangles is good too. I
1: could go for some bowberry biscuits.
2: We were going to get um my favorite cow zone ever in the world that I grew up on that we don't have around here anymore. So I was looking Simon's. forward to it. And John called while we were on the way and they were like, oh, we just put, they have these giant pizzas they sell, take like an hour to cook. We just filled all three of our ovens up with giants. So yes, we like can't an make hour. anything. So we went to Monterey's Little Mexico, which was pretty good. It's fine.
1: I got a picture of Chief <laughs> We Do. all
2: ordered the same thing. We did all order the same thing. Yeah. yeah I was excited they had white, white queso. I love white queso. Now we're on to talking about
0: food. This is a reptile pod. We'll talk reptiles at some point, but food's eh, important. You know. So anyways, those that don't know what Carl's Jr. is, you're farther east. It's Hardee's. I grew up with the Hardee's. Once you get past the, the Mississippi River, it's Carl's Jr. over here. Oh yeah, my well, dad, there's a place in uh, Tallahassee,
2: Florida Called Momo's Pizza The pizza's like three and a half foot wide That's the mayor of Liverpool's official photo on the website Aww. In his like dirty work shirt what
1: That's one. so fabulous I need to be friends with these people well, right. I know I know I where there's a house it. for
0: sale I took a picture of the sign You can call and find out how much it is That's awesome It says call for details
1: Wow, they don't even have it It's not even like on a website
0: I haven't looked to see if there was one Just a call for details and it, That's fabulous It's a lot of land They apparently owned uh, emus and rias out there at some point, but
2: they don't own them anymore. I don't know if they ate them or what. They're not there now. Oh, they have four police officers now. Four whole police a officers. A chief, a sergeant, a corporal, and a patrolman. So they're very top heavy. <laughs> it's three guys <laughs> sitting back at an office and one guy just
0: driving around the city of oh Liverpool. My gosh. Oh, that's enough to staff four shifts. There
1: you go. Everybody well, gets, tell everybody tell you, gets a... What they don't tell yeah. you is
2: one of those is a dog. Yeah.
1: Everybody works at least one weekend.
2: A chief, a sergeant, Maybe a corporal. Two. The corporal's the dog. And a patrolman. And the corporal also doubles as the court bailiff for the municipal court. The cor- the the patrolman's actually a horse and the corporal's a dog. <laughs> I mean, that's like three-fourths of the department is leadership. It's fabulous. <laughs> oh. We should go ahead and bring
1: uh, our guest in. We
0: should go ahead and bring our guest in and then we can get yeah. talking about some uh, some stuff. So I think I remember how to pronounce his name. I'm not going to mess it up. Watch here we go. Welcome, Dr. Ben Morrill.
3: You nailed it. Ah, yeah, I got it. Yes. That is not Moral not of spelled. the
0: story. It's tricky. I was going <laughs> to say Merrill. <laughs> nope. I only know that. I say I only know that because I, I listened to a podcast. He was on – I listened to his podcast the other day. So, Although, I have, I have a bone to pick. It's not really a podcast because it's on YouTube and it's not on podcast stuff. So I had to walk around with it in my pocket while I was fishing the other day with YouTube pulled up cuz you can't you can't close your screen out with YouTube. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, I think you have to have the paid for YouTube to I'm be not, able to do that. Not that shit.
2: I'm not paying YouTube. I pay
1: too much for other streaming services. I can't S- do thing. Setting up the thing. laser last I'm couple the days. Same.
2: I've watched so many YouTube videos and every time the damn double commercials come on at the Ugh. beginning, I'm just like god just need this information. And I feel kind of
0: bad because the way YouTube has changed their stuff now, you have to watch the whole commercial for them to get their money. They'll still put that skip up there after like five seconds on something. Oh, I skip it. Every I time. do too. But if you don't watch the whole thing, they don't get their money.
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't watch enough YouTube to know these things.
0: Yeah, YouTube has found ways to screw certain people out of money. Anyways, mm. so, uh, so my dad said the patrolman gets fucked and works every holiday. <laughs> oh, I <guarantee> it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyways, how's it going? It's going all right.
1: It's a very cool background you have.
0: Thank you. You send in part of that and he'll tell you what it is and what sex it is.
1: Oh, And that that every
0: every gene that you thought you had is the exact same thing. I now
1: remember the entire conversation that he had with me the other night about who we were going to have on the podcast tonight and what we're going to talk about. Welcome to the conversation. I, okay, I apologize.
0: So before we get into that, uh, before we get into this and, and, and Ben, feel free to jump in on this conversation, uh. For anybody who has not been living under a rock for the last four days, five days, uh, in the reptile hobby, some uh, crazy shit has happened. We're going to talk about it a little bit this week, and then our guests next week uh, will really enjoy talking about it. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm hoping by next week that I will have been able to stomach learning more about the situation, because I I'll be completely honest with our listeners. I messaged both Robert and James today and was like... I can give you about 10 minutes on the topic, and that's about as much as I'm going to be able to stomach or I'm going to have to leave the room. I the couldn't 12? watch any of the videos. I couldn't. I, so, I, I couldn't. It was- So well for staying.
0: for anybody out there that's listening that hasn't, that doesn't know what we're talking about somehow, uh, Florida is it Florida Wildlife Commission, is that what FWC?
2: Yeah, something like that.
0: Anyways, they're wildlife and fisheries, basically, folks. Um, they went to a person's house with the, from everything I've understood and pulled together, with the, uh, I'm gonna go and say excuse. I'm, it's a bullshit story, and I don't care what they say. Uh, they said that a, apparently a retic had gotten loose in the general area, and because this guy's animals were permitted, and they know about them, they went to his house to see if all of his retics were still in their cages.
1: Now, b- hold, hold on before you get before you go any further. In Florida, these animals are now illegal. Correct? Yes. But he was grandfathered in. No. No,
2: nobody's grandfather did. But see, that's not what they said when they passed the law. I understand, but what they say and what the law says can be two different things because they record-
0: there are recordings of when they passed it. Yes, people asking them that question. They said, "We will not come
2: kill your snakes." But they did. Your snakes will get to li- outlive their life or get to live their life with you. So he, was- had, uh, he had he had twenty nine retics left of five Burmese out of over a hundred that, that he had created. rehomed because they they did not renew his uh, permit. Yeah. told him, you got to rehome them by this date. Well, those are, that's hard to rehome that many big snakes. And he called and said, hey, I still have these left. I need to an uh, extension. And they just showed up.
0: And they, and they used the excuse for coming in to see if any of his retakes were the one that was supposedly loose in the general area. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, but once they were in there, uh, from my understanding,
2: there were some tickets written. And apparently at one point was arrested yeah so that was whenever he originally that's right okay i got my story mixed up when he originally ran out hit the deadline they came out and arrested him charged him with like 70 counts and i guess he's now on probation and it's uh, yeah, he's able to pay up of pay off
0: and, and get out yeah so what they did on this trip was they then went in and killed all the snakes yeah. they killed uh all of the retakes and berms with a... Um, captive bolt gun. A captive bolt gun, which basically just they shoot a bolt through the head of the snake and kill it. And so in the video, there's a video because he was smart enough to put up his phone and record this
1: happening. Uh, now, this is this is the part that I had the issue with. Is so, I didn't understand why you wouldn't just have like a vet come in and euthanize things or something like that. Um, apparently, this is a very common, humane way... <laughs> That certain animals
2: when done correctly
1: are disposed of when done correctly. They
2: charged him with 72 criminal charges. However, rather than seize the animals at that time, FWC officers told coffee that he had, continu- he had to continue to keep the snakes in captivity and that he could not rehome or euthanize them or he would be arrested again. So he was not allowed to rehome. And he was told to keep one. them. Yes. And so they came back.
0: And in that collection, there was also a large pregnant female boa, which is legal. It has never been illegal, but it was illegal. Is allowed to keep that. Uh, if you watch the video, they're going through, pulling
1: snake after snake, killing them. I couldn't even get to this point in the they video. They pull
0: the boa out, they kill it, and then one of them turns around to take a picture of the label. And at that moment, he realizes immediately that he had just killed a boa and freaks out, turns around, looks at the other guy, who then also realizes they had just killed the boa, that they were not supposed to
2: kill. And you know, I watch that part of the video a lot of times and- those guys, they that shit really looked like they were acting. Yeah, I mean it. So, do so you think they did it on purpose? I don't, I don't I know. think there's a lot I mean, of fish They, ship, they but, killed it on purpose,
0: uh, obviously. But, but. And, and at that moment, they so they killed. So they went through killing the rest of the snakes. They then told the guy that killed the snake that he had told them not to kill because they were not all his snakes. That boa was obviously not his. If you watch the video, uh, it was pregnant. Um, and then they they go, well, it's fine. Can we still save them? Can we cut them out and f- save them? No, the bow is nowhere near giving birth. Uh, also, one was like, well, we'll, we'll make it better. It, we'll make it okay. No, you won't. It's dead. There's no reversing that part. You put a bolt through its head. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we sit today. That's that, that all happened last Thursday, and uh, it's fucked up. If you can make it through the video, it is rough. I, I if if stuff like that bothers you, don't even try. It's it's a rough video to watch, um, and the way they're they at some point, at one point they're posing with the snakes to take pictures with these big dead that's snakes. That's what
1: that's what bothered me the most. Well, and the reason I could not watch the video. It, it had nothing to do with the fact that they were killing these animals. It had everything to do with the fact that they looked like they were getting their rocks off on getting done. My one dude was
0: smiling. Like, hey. <clears throat> if you're so- going to
1: go in and do something like this, you need to be professional. Yes. And you need to just go in and you need to do it. And you don't need to be looking like you're having the best time ever in the process of killing someone's entire collection. Like, that's the part that... Like I literally so, feel like I could buy The Animal
0: Exotics. If you go to US Florida's mm-hmm, YouTube right. page, uh,
1: it's in our. It's, it's on. Also, it's yeah, posted on ours. You know, and on
2: our group God, also. If you're gonna go on a rant as a representative of the reptile community, maybe have someone write it for you. That <laughs> well,
1: th- that's what we're gonna get to in just a minute.
2: So just this anyway, so
0: that's like, that's where we stand with that. That's what that's what has happened so far. Um, there have been people that have been sending emails to state representatives to florida wildlife to the
1: fwc yeah um
0: and their response now basically says that he relinquished the animals to them and he asked them to kill them on on his property and i don't know i I, I've, i've got some ideas in my mind of how they can twist what happened to make it sound like that but there's no way a guy goes, "Hey, can y'all come on over here and uh,
2: yeah, hey, while you're here, kill are looking for that missing retake. Come on in here and yeah, just uh,
0: go no. ahead and kill. It. Oh, while you do it, do it in the middle of my snake room and uh, let's go ahead and get blood all over the place too. That'd be great too if y'all could go ahead and do that. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, but-
2: I um, <clears throat> as a as a former police officer, I understand you follow orders, but you don't follow orders that that are unlawful or immoral. And this was borderline unconstitutional. Um, We also don't know the whole story. That's true.
1: We don't yet, which is why I think in a week after the shock of it has kind of like, I'm over it. Right. Sort of as much as you can be over something like this, I guess. And I I think once we have more information, um, but with that being said, in the point from here to then don't make us look like raging psychotic crazy people. I've seen well so
2: many comments. I would have been in jail for murder if that would have been my snake No, A, you, no you would, would no. not. You and B, you're Quit just making us fucking look ass. worse. Those are also law enforcement. <laughs> like you can't. Yes, you're just making us look worse. <laughs> they would shot you-, you. I understand, and I am just as passionate and just as upset as everybody, but. Saying things like that, writing them down.
1: There's a right way to do it and a wrong way if to you do it. I don't think
2: somebody at the FWC is is recording every single one of those comments.
1: Oh, 100%. There is someone, if, or if not multiple, someone whose only job right now is. is to sit and go through all the social well, media. Well, their,
0: their social media has somewhat been shut down today because of yeah. the uh, overwhelming flood of people into their stuff well and there
1: are i i've seen images i don't know if they're the correct addresses but i've seen images of addresses i've seen images of phone numbers for you can't so you can call and give them your opinion don't get sucked into the craziness now and the rioting i know because that's that's where we're gonna go i know we only
0: know one side but i us arc did release some stuff and i I feel if us arc is going to release things
2: US Arc, Florida, Florida, US Florida. Then there's probably some truth behind whatever. Absolutely. Releasing. So I am. I see where they uh, they had the the director where he said you will we're, we're not going to take away yeah. your pets. There's, there's and then he later said uh, that that was substantial misinformation being spread about him saying that. But apparently, US Ark has the receipts. <laughs> they have the recording.
0: You can right. listen to it. You can right. listen to him
2: say it. Right. He's like, no, we are not going to take your animals. They will get to live out their life tell you what if, if you live in florida and you have reptiles it is time to move get the fuck out of there it is not going to get better don't go to georgia go farther away from they're bad too but get the fuck out of florida they're going to double down florida's going to double down they're going to use this as a an excuse to do more because they're gonna they're gonna say look at all these violent threats that we've received look at all these messages that we've received from these unhinged reptile people hmm. because and that's, they have we're going to be
1: unhinged Yeah. so
2: this this whole thing had me
0: rethinking. Uh, I've always kind of been a pro permit system. I think it's a, it was a good idea, but then now I can see. I've always looked at some people as conspiracy theorists, but now I
2: see it. Permits do tell you where the snakes are. That's why, and every, that's how, every gun owner in the country yeah. is against a national gun registry because it's just hey, here's a list of everybody to go. Because I mean gun. that's how they yep. that's how they knew it. He had he right. had them properly permitted. He was doing it right. That's what's so. That's what sucks. There's so many keepers in Florida that are keeping, un, you know, underground mm-hmm. now. I'm saying that in quotes because they're like, I don't want the fucking government to know what I have. No. Uh, just like they're you, making you a, it. The, the big thing in the gun community is, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. ATF agent. I lost all of my guns in a boating accident five <laughs> years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's the same way with well, the
0: reptiles. But those laws, what they did was they literally made innocent people criminals overnight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They made that guy a criminal <laughs> overnight. My All
2: thing right. is, is, what is their what is their um, motivation? Misinformation? Yeah. I mean, the, th- the thing is, killing those retics doesn't remove Burmese pythons from the Everglades, Yeah, which now, is their whole argument. If we go release a thousand Burmese pythons in the Everglades, it's not going to be any worse than it already is. Sam said, wait till they publish the addresses of the keepers in local media like they did the gun That's in right. New York. Yeah, they did. So, Ben, how's it going? All right. <laughs> We're going to talk a lot more about this next week.
3: I'm going, going good. Have I you, definitely, uh, hated seeing all of that and social, social media is where I saw all that. And yeah, that's, that's pretty horrible.
1: I have non reptile people today that have been sending it to me via me private too. messages. And I'm like, yep, I'm aware.
0: Yep, yeah, me too. Yeah, it was, it's rough. Like I said, don't, if, if, if stuff like that bothers you and it should, it should you should, you should not be able to watch that video without it bothering
2: you, um, but you don't you don't need to trust me. You've you've heard what happened. There's no need for you to sit through that. Um, one thing I do want to say before we go on to the the, the the good stuff, um, go join USARC Florida. Yeah, even it's if you don't live $7 in seven dollars a month. Yeah, it's a completely different organization from USARC. They have their own board, their own director, their own funding. Yep, they need money because that is well, they're going to fight. The, you yeah. know, people are filing complaints against these officers and stuff. Florida has some of the strongest qualified immunity laws for police officers in the country. They're not going to get sued. The officers aren't going to lose their jobs. The department's not going to discipline them for doing what they told them to go out and do support us so that they can continue to sue the shit out of Florida to try and us. is trying to get Florida fish and Wildlife's ability to police captive animals taken away. Well,
0: cause this whole thing was basically, they were unconstitutional. They, they were yes. overstepping yes. and, and making laws with, Within their ability, so they didn't have to go the proper way to make these laws, yes. and it's just yep. the whole thing's a so, anyways, we'll talk more about it. With yep, we're, we're gonna have Ryan McVeigh on next week. Um, Ryan will be <clears> very <throat> interesting in that conversation, he'll know more than any of us. Yeah, I agree. So, let's talk genetics since we have Dr. Moral on. See, I'm gonna to, I slow myself. So hard for you. I don't think <laughs> moral I, of the story
2: because <laughs> I, I look at, <laughs> how because he looks at how it's spelled, you and think it's, I, like 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 mus- <laughs> it's like Morill, marsh- like it's like mushrooms, like those moral. Those Moral, are morels. morels. Those have an E in them. Those have Finny.
0: an E. Look, it has an I in it, and we don't pronounce it. Moral. Mor- Moral. See, n- yeah. Yeah, see? You kind of do. Can't can't look at it. No, you kind of. Right. Okay. Uh, all right, anyways. Uh, I looked. We had you on a little over a year ago in March.
1: Different p- co-hosts? No, you were here.
0: Oh. I don't. I mean, y'all were my co host and you may not have been here.
1: Okay, We so- had him
0: on. You were here.
1: Didn't we talk? Okay. So, we so- talked about...
0: To- We've done genetics a couple of times.
1: Yes, we talked to someone, Dr. Dr. Who, who Seidel, who we can
2: also talk about because I know that Ben is.
1: Did it, we it, talk to a woman that was
2: Dr. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Seidel. Dr. Seidel? Okay, and and her, colleague. and her colleague. There was two of them. Yeah,
1: I'm so about sorry. Probably this a is month so... before we had him on. This is just a...
2: 160 episodes. It's okay to not remember them all, Katie. I feel bad. <laughs> don't. <laughs> no worries. I'm like,
1: oh, I should be better at this. No, we
2: we talked about them because they were doing the
0: uh the, we were mailing snakeskins to people. They were doing albinos. Was that what they were working with at the time? Or yellow But what were they doing?
1: You're talking about Dr. Sidel.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, a year ago they were doing Yellow Belly Complex. Yeah.
0: And so uh
1: I was not drinking that day. <laughs> I don't the, drink
0: the amount of change what you've you've done a lot since the last time we had you on. Um and we can get to kind of in timeline I, I look forward to the reasons. I quit my
3: job
2: yeah
1: Whoa, that's exciting news
2: <laughs> that is fun I remember last time we talked to you we were like I'm not sure if this is gonna actually become a business or not and when we hung up I was like this is gonna be a business yep. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's a little scary, but it's, <laughs> it it's worked out really well so far. We've been really happy. Lots lots of people have found the testing helpful, and we're really I'm especially thankful. Where it makes it I can do all all reptile and DNA stuff from now on.
0: That awesome. is so cool. Well, and since then you've also tied in with uh, Morph Market.
3: Yep, and
0: uh, oh uh. oh no, we wasted all the time talking about Florida now, <laughs> and now it's frozen.
3: Nope, well, did I cut out? Oh, there we are. There there You are you're back. Yes, yeah, so there are our two vendors to help um, sell sell the. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's more market and
0: Clutch.
3: Clutch, yeah, clutch,
0: which is the program from Canova, right? Yeah, the, yeah, that
3: Justin was a part of, a, yeah. a very big part of of designing and yeah, figuring out the coolest ways to. Uh, help people keep track of clutches and, and babies being born. And Morph Market's done very similar things as well over the last few months. They're, they've both um, improved those abilities, capabilities in their software for keepers, which is really cool that both of them are focusing on that.
0: Well, you're working, so you've got the ball python stuff, but you also uh, do colubrid testing.
3: Yep, sex determination. Um,
0: and that works on all colubrids, no matter what it is at this point?
3: The only one that I've had a real tough time with that, that people have sent in, obviously I haven't tested every species, yeah. um, but of the ones that have come in, the only one that's been a problem is tricolored hognose snakes. For whatever reason, sometimes the test works okay and sometimes it just doesn't. Um, and so I, other than tricolored hogs, um, corn snakes, milk snakes, king snakes, hog, you know, eastern hog, western hog... Know, the kind of more common clubrids that people keep and rat snakes, various rat snakes, uh, all of those have worked well.
0: Okay, so we got that and then the big one, I guess you're your, probably your biggest thing business-wise has been the ball pythons though, right?
3: Um, that's definitely, uh, since we we're able to um, mm-hmm. use the information that's been published by Dr. Seidel, there's also a group from Canada that did some work on piebald and ball yeah. pythons. Um, and then we did a bunch of sequencing and, and found clown and we're close on a couple others as well. Um, so yeah, we're starting to get to where we can do tests for the, the genetic mutations that cause the color and pattern mutations that, that people like in reptiles. And so ball pythons is where we started since there's so many ball pythons, so many people have them. Um, that was the best way for, for me position I'm in I like a lot of different species I've had ball pythons since 2002 or no I I guess I got that's when I first bred them I got my very first one in in like oh I don't know 99 probably Uh, but I had my first first breeding was 2002 and got my first babies 2003 um so yeah uh but I'm interested in lots of species and I just want to have wanted to develop genetic tests I've Worked in other industries, captive breeding uh, mostly for food animals, so cattle. Um, That's right. You poultry. The,
0: the was it the pig that you can eat? Even if yep, yep. We the...
3: did we did make an alpha gal. So people that get alpha gal syndrome, the the meat allergy, mm-hmm. um, the full time job that I quit. Uh, we did develop a, a pig that those people can eat because we knocked out the the little s- cell surface um, sugar that causes that allergy. We knocked that out in the pig so that people can eat that meat. And it is approved by the FDA to be safe. Wow.
0: It's such a weird thing to think that you genetically changed a pig so that people can eat the pig.
3: Well, we actually changed it so that we could transplant organs into pig mm-hmm. organs into humans. But um, that also made it so that it could be edible as well for Which the people.
0: A that ton got of science a lot of things are side effects of someone trying to figure out something else.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of people, um, we've sent out dozens and dozens and dozens have probably hundreds at this point of, you know, a few pounds of pig meat. And so far it's been free to people. Um, but people that have had alpha gathers, people that have had it for over 20 years, they haven't been able to have, any mammalian meat and all of a sudden they're getting to have bacon for the oh, first time in oh 20 God. years yeah we've had some very I'm emotional crying. that very emotional um videos that have come in people showing when they have bacon for the first time in years <laughs> and years people are pretty happy about that
0: that's so it's crazy. like those uh, videos you see people that put colorblind glasses on for the first time they see color for the first time it'd be yeah. like the same thing
2: or when like they oh, put yeah. a they take a an infant that hasn't Or a toddler That's never been able to hear and They, oh, yeah. they put the cochlear implants in And when they turn them on Yeah Yeah, yeah. I would be like that with bacon like, I, I, just, I think I, I would rather be deaf Than not be able to eat bacon <laughs> Bacon rings up there Dude, high. Food is happiness
1: It is We talk about it quite frequently yeah. On our podcast
3: and people will save any fat from it that they get at all to be able to put in, you know, beans or yeah, in a absolutely. soup or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they just, they can't have any of that. Some of the people are so sensitive. They can't even be in a room where mammalian meat's being cooked. Even oh, the shit. smell will make them um, have to go to the hospital. Imagine what that the, does
0: to the family. Like, wow. yeah, that changes how you have to be as a family.
3: It <laughs> does. For people, not
0: everyone's that know, sensitive. That
1: we love each other enough to give up meat for <laughs> each other, baby. <laughs>
3: Mm. Not everyone's that sensitive. Some people are, it's much less sensitive, but some people are so sensitive. There's one really sad story. A guy, his lifelong dream was to own a a barbecue restaurant. Oh, shit. And he ended up getting that, and so he can't even go near his restaurant.
2: And most of them get it from the Lone Star Tick, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of may have to get out of this fucking state. I can't risk that. It's not just a Texas tick. It has, they call it the Lone Star Tick because it has a star on it. No, I'm blaming Texas. No, because it's blaming Texas. Texas. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna move to Alaska. Are there any in Alaska? There's probably none in Alaska. There's lots of black flies and mosquitoes. But I can <laughs> still eat pigs, right? Sure. It's gonna cost you like twenty dollars a pound. But I can still eat them. Sure. If you can afford it. Ugh it's it's close. Yeah. Uh anyways. I wanna uh, let's talk about the uh the latest thing I saw you guys that put out about three of the genes that three, three of the names that we have out there that we you crush people's hopes and dreams that you figured out are the same.
3: <laughs> hypo ghost and orange ghost yes yeah so dr Sedel has done the majority of the work on that we sent her some sequence from our large ball python whole genome to kind of help seal any cracks and make sure everything was was figured out but um, she did the majority of the work on that and all the testing she's done all the testing i've done um, whether the sample was given as a hypo ghost or an orange ghost it's identical it's a five base pair um, deletion so this so isn't the same
0: this isn't like things that are in a complex this isn't like the blue-eyed leucistic complex where those are different genes all giving the same outcome these are three of the exact same thing
3: that we can tell so far yeah it's identical um, it's it's theoretically possible that there's another gene somewhere you know 100,000 base pairs away that sometimes goes with it that that causes um you know some more orange coloration or whatever but but what's causing hypomelanism is a, is identical it's the same mutation
0: so do you think that at this point when if someone wants to argue well my ghost looks different then, do you think it's just a series of breedings now at this point that they've, they've just bred hypos with hypos so at this point whatever hypos you started out with has strengthened that polygenetic look—that that's why it looks different. Maybe yeah. it's not genetically different. You just have been breeding for a look at this point.
3: Yeah, it, it's a linebred difference. So it's a it's a polymorphic difference. There are multiple genes on multiple chromosomes. So if you breed for really big snakes, you can eventually get bigger snakes. If you breed for really yellow snakes, you can get more and more yellow snakes. Um, so that yeah, if if people have tried to really optimize how much orange is in their hypos. They've got these orange hypos. It's it's not because of the gene that's causing hypomelanism, it's because of all the other genes that are making it more orange. And so that's, you know, you're if if you are paying more for that, it's for those other genes that increase your chances of having some orange there, but it has nothing to do with the actual hypomelanistic part of it.
0: Have hmm. you had any negative kickback or have you heard through the grapevine people getting upset at the fact that you just said that they're snake is the same as somebody else's snake
3: (laughs) i haven't i've had people ask you know if if this line or that line is compatible i say well if you've got some send it to me like oh i don't have any but a friend does nobody's sent anything um (laughs) i would be happy to test if somebody has something especially if they've bred it to a ghost or hypo or orange ghost and they did not get ghosts or hypos yeah um so there's some evidence that it's something different. Uh, I, would, I would love to see a picture and get a shed from it and run it and see see what it looks like. Um, but yeah, so far, everything that's hypo or hypo is identical. So hypo, ghost, same thing.
0: When can we squash the bananas uh, and uh, coral, glow. coral glow thing? When can we go ahead and stop saying those two different things?
3: Pretty quick. We've got that We've got that pretty well located. Um, we're going to have a pretty cool publication actually talking about um, sex determination. And since that's sex-linked, um, that'll be part of that publication. So that'll be a, a scientific journal article. Awesome. You,
0: you're the worst enemy to any breeder of ball pythons in the late 2000s. Because <laughs> everybody had their own <coughs> name for everything, and it was theirs, and no one else had one like theirs. And then you come along and go, uh, no. Identical. <laughs> it's the same. Um,
3: you know, yeah, you know, I mean, not hopefully, in the same box. It's the same thing. Hopefully, most people by now would you know not be too bothered by someone saying that coral glow and banana are the same. But, but yeah, we'll know for sure. And what did surprise me when Dr. Sidel worked on the yellow belly complex, um, I I wouldn't have been surprised either way, really, um, with like gravel and asphalt. Um, the fact that those actually are literally different mutations in different locations of the same. Um, gene was pretty interesting. It wouldn't have surprised me if they were identical. And then there's just, you know, some that look a little different. but, But yeah, they are literally different mutations on the same gene. So the same location, but that's, you know, a few base pairs down, there's a, there's a different change that causes a very similar look. So that's pretty cool. So that can happen, but a lot of the time they're just identical. I love it. I love,
0: <laughs> I love crushing hopes and dreams. You're
1: so. Funny. <laughs> well, just
0: I, I it got annoying. it got really annoying. Just the naming. Like, look, we've talked about it before. You go on Morph Market and you look at the morphs of ball pythons, and the fucking name list is ridiculous. And you know that. Most of the things on there are either, A, the same thing as something else, or they're fucking nothing. That's the reason there's only one of that kind of thing for sale from some random dude that no one's ever heard of. (laughs) Because he got one random snake, and it looks slightly different. And he went, yep, this is a morph. And I'm like, you don't know anything about genetics. You don't even know. Stop that. You're throwing around words you don't even know. You don't even know what het is short for. So. Drives drives me nuts.
3: for so long, we called a lot of things co-dominant, co-dominant yeah. you still hear that some, but that uh, one's the one that bothered me the most. I stopped. <laughs> I did grow
0: up with hypoboas being co-dominant, and then as I became a biology teacher, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't work.
3: No, so, not true.
0: <laughs> yes, it is, but you still hear it I've sometimes, been, just because it, it was ingrained for so long.
3: Definitely, in the ball python world, a lot of people still say it, but yeah, I've been fighting that for like 20 years. <laughs>
0: But that's what yeah. I've, I've talked about before with when it comes to genetics and reptiles is you have these folks that barely passed high school biology who now think they're genetics wizards because they know the words codom, incomplete, or het, but they don't actually know how any of that shit works or what they're actually... It's just a color. They're just what's comparing that, it to a color.
1: What's that meme from Princess Bride? The word does not mean oh, what I think yeah. you think it means or something <laughs> like yeah, that. You just butchered that, but okay. Yeah, I did. But you got yeah, the I point across. Yeah.
0: Uh so yeah, it's 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 just it's got as a geneticist, it's got to be like God, just shut up and breed your snakes.
3: It, it's it's kind of two two things. Like sometimes, if I hear the same incorrect thing over and over again, it does get a little annoying. But at the same time, like the the herp nerd in me is is happy that at least people are interested enough to try to to learn some of that stuff. Yeah, um, going around talking to people at shows. I can tell a lot of people are closed-minded about it. Like you start to try to have a conversation about that kind of stuff, and they they have this very thin layer that they're mm. willing to talk about, and then they don't want to go any deeper. And that's sad to me. Like there's a lot of fun stuff that you can learn and you can talk about, and it helps make sense uh, and predict. You know what's going to happen given what you're doing, and you know, I, I think that those people are missing out. So that it's more of like a, a sad thing. And every once in a while, it's annoying. Like if you hear like Kodam, I heard that so much for so long, that was annoying, but it's gotten better over the years. Um, but yeah, it's mostly, I'm, I'm happy that at least people are interested somewhat in, in learning some genetics, especially when they're willing to have a, a longer conversation about it. I, I like that.
0: <coughs> yeah. Cause for anybody that does still use codom, they're, they're, as far as I know, there are no codominant traits in reptiles, right? Not
3: that I've not that I've seen. I mean, uh, if,
0: if you want to see codominance, uh, go look at a red and white cow. That's about as close as you are going to get. Like, like, that's codominance because you get mixed red, mixed white, you get red and white, but you don't instead get of that. pink. Yeah, there is no. Such, I tell my kids every year. There is no such thing as a pink cow. And that's not where strawberry milk comes from.
1: Oh gosh. Way yeah. to crush hopes and dreams.
0: I've I've had kids who thought that chocolate milk came from brown cows.
1: No. Fucking dead serious. Are you serious? Your high school
0: kids. <laughs>
2: uh, How old? Did I'm you met, say high school age? Yes. I've met grown ups that think that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. It's they grow up and they're still stupid. I it's oh. Uh anyways. One oh, uh, one thing I do want to bring the so you're starting to do Panther Chameleon locale mm. stuff, right? The ready yes. had in the chat we're, we're about to get our first panther chameleon soon um, but that'll be very interesting
3: yeah the really cool thing with panther chameleons is they had they published a paper a few years back where they went on in in locality in the, in the wild and they collected i think it was like 320 or 340 panther chameleons they took a picture so you could see the coloration and And then they took a DNA sample and sequenced all these 300 and blah, blah, blah. So they know where they're from and what they look like. And they know some genetic information. And so that's made it so that we we will be able to have a really good test for locality in panther chameleons. Um, We have uh, There's one that's kind of okay, kind of following what's already been published. Um, But we are working on not only with panther chameleons, but other species as well, uh, to have an identity test where we would have... Hundreds to thousands of of markers um, in it's the exact same thing they do in forensics. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Golden State Killer, the serial killer that got caught. Yeah. So they use this exact same thing. They're they're able to use these these variable markers in humans, and they were able to get a familial match and then figure out who the Golden State Killer was from that. So this this would be using that exact same technology. And in our reptiles, we would be able to use, like I said, hundreds to thousands. Um, The one we're the furthest on is the ball python because we have lots more sheds from ball pythons. Um, But we have 10,000 variable markers that we can get from, from what we call low pass whole genome sequencing. And so we can tell individuals apart, we can do paternity testing. We could say, okay, did this animal really come from this specific sire? You know, this, this ancestry, um, there's a lot of cool inbreeding depression. If you're choosing which male that you wanted to keep as a breeder, you could see which one had less inbreeding depression or inbreeding coefficient, um, so there's a lot of cool things we can that's do. That's so crazy. But that specifically you can do all with the this. Panther chameleons, with the Panther chameleons, that's what's most interesting right now. Would be that locality test, and it's on the way.
0: Good. That means once I get my Panther chameleon from the, I was going to say
1: Redis, we're fixing to start collecting can, and saving I their I can sheds. test
0: it, and if it's not a Sambava, I can ask for a refund. No, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: that part sorry. I can't help you with, but I can do the locale test.
0: Uh, let's say, said, I'm very interested to see how that goes. Uh, I'm getting shed saved up. Yeah, he's got it. A- might
1: be Amanda. That might not be Lee.
0: No, Amanda normally posts as Amanda.
1: Oh, she does. You're right. You're right.
0: But they've, they've got it enough did. Panther chameleons. They'll be able to get you plenty of samples. And they've got
3: uh, three or
0: four or five different locales at this point, I think. so.
3: Yeah, and Jonathan Hill spearheaded that. He did an awesome job, got people excited and got money in and. Uh, we were able to get, like I said, an, an okay test that's a very rudimentary one, um, but then I started to get connections with larger g- uh, genome genomics uh, centers, things like that, and figured out we'd be able to, with some more work, have a, a really, really, really good test, and so they're being patient with me so far. <laughs> Um, I know it's been a while, oh, I think it's been over a year since, since they got money together and we, we started working on it, but, um, that, uh, along with, uh, Madagascar boas to be able to tell yeah. crosses between ground boas and, and doom boas. Uh, those were the first two where keepers were the ones that were excited to develop a test and contacted me and I worked with them. And so those two projects they've been working, uh, they've been waiting on for a while but they are coming um, they're still in sequencing and then i hope within the next month or two we'll be analyzing and have have a really really good test sometime in the summer um, and then another one is um, indigo snakes so there's um, indigo keepers that that have got sheds together sent them in. so we will have a, a really really kick butt identity test for indigo snakes as well that's cool.
0: really the, uh, cool I, i'm willing to bet and I think we talked about this last time, but I'm willing to bet when you start doing the ground boas and the Madagascar boas or the Dumeril's boas, you're going to find a lot of mixed blood in what people think are Dumeril's boas.
3: And that's what people are concerned about and really interested in having that test. So, oh, and definitely some of the samples that I got are animals that are still alive that are over 40 years old. <laughs> it's really cool.
0: Well, it's just, you know, I got to imagine for a long time, people were just importing what they thought were Dumeril's boas. And if you don't know, they do look fairly similar. And so generally in the hobby, they were getting them. And if you have one, you got another one, they were just breeding whatever they got. And so I've got to yeah. feel there's a lot of Madagascan ground boa blood mixed in there. Um, uh, the Reddies also said East coast locales are starting to be seen as not finding much difference. Correct. They're asking, do you know, on the Panthers?
3: Um, so the little bit of testing that we did, um, I would want to do more to No, for sure. I would say the little bit of testing we've done so far is not conclusive. Um, And so I I definitely want to get, we're looking at, you know, I don't know, 300. Well, I guess it was about, it was about 1500 base pairs of sequence um, for that rudimentary test. We'll be looking at like 1.5 million. Base pairs of of information with this new test. So it's only a few. um, It's it's a completely different ballgame. It's like the the paradigm paradigm shifts we see in in society and technology. This will be such a better test that there's it's kind of ridiculous to even think about the other one. So (laughs) out of curiosity,
1: from like the moment you get this the shed to the time you have results, what is the duration of that?
3: It depends on what kind of test we're doing. So for sex determination, where it's a really simple test, um, I if I like if I go out, I've got baby Hondurans hatching out. I see a, a shed skin. If I wanted that information right away, um, I could take that in, explode the the cells in the shed, get the DNA out, um, run a PCR, and then run it out on a gel. And so that would be I don't know three four hours if I just did it.
1: And you do it all right there yourself.
3: Um, I can, um, right now we are set up where sheds are going to Texas, where some of the prep work is done and then coming to Virginia and I'm, I'm doing the final work on them. Um, but yeah, for a simple test like that, I can, I can do it, you know, you know, pretty quick and easy. I've, I've been doing this for over 20 years, so it's, it's like breathing for me, um, but for like these identity tests, uh, we really to be able to make it cost effective, we have to be putting them in re- gigantic runs where they're sequencing billions and billions and billions of base pairs. So right now, th- like the machine we would need to do that's like a one to two million dollar machine Is that all so it? and we don't we don't have the kind of volume to feed it, so right now we would have to I would get that shed Just get in go forward for that you explode that. the cells. Ooh. Okay. Get the DNA and send it to that.
1: Do that not laugh at me.
3: What, I'm going to laugh at you when you
1: when you say sequencing. What what does that look like? What does Se- sequencing, sequencing look like? Like what is that?
0: Sequences like what you put on a dress. Sequence. sequence.
1: I'm <laughs> throat punch you. <laughs>
3: no, it's a good question, and and sometimes that's difficult for me because I've been thinking about this for so long that. You know, I, I forget. Because in my head, like the first time you hear it. Yeah, in
1: my head, I see you in this like little workshop with this little spinny thing over here and like vials of shit. And oh, that's, <laughs> that's okay. So, so I don't know. That's what the, I'm asking. Way, for. So one listener out there is laughing and agreeing with me. Uh, okay. At oh, no, I bet one. it's more than one.
3: I bet it's more than one. Somebody told me uh, they listened to that first podcast or YouTube uh, video that we did that will turn into a podcast. Um, but he said that he listened to it with some of his workers and they're like, what is he talking about? So, yeah, I need to I need to, <laughs> I I need to do a it. better job of <laughs> – and my 15-year-old, she if too, it, she told me – she's like, I only listened to like 10 minutes because then I didn't know what you were talking about. I, I if it makes you feel
1: it. better, I have been with this one for 18 years and I still only hear like half of what he tells me when he starts talking about <laughs> genetics. And poor so, Travis Wyman, he tries, bless his heart. Like
3: <laughs> my, my favorite <laughs> way to help people conceptualize it is – um, and it helps if you're a little older. If you're over 30, especially if you're over 40, you think about a set of encyclopedias. Yeah. Okay. Or if you think about it, those, as are those like, things you
0: use to hold the lid down when your snake's inside of a glass. <laughs> pen. There you go.
3: <laughs> so, so if you think of each, like if you had all the instructions to make a human. And to be able to break that into books so that you could pick out a book and read how to make a human, you would have 46 books. You have 23 from the mom, 23 from the dad. So you have, those are chromosomes. So we have 46 chromosomes in in humans. So um, we have these, if you think about it as 46 separate books, um, you got 23 that came from the dad, 23 that came from the mom. Use all 46 of those to make this human. And so when you open one of those books, you go to a chromosome, you open that book, you go to a page. So that could be like a gene. So that page is a gene and that, that gene has a, a role. It might be to cause, you know, more melanocytes to be deposited on the skin. So it makes it a darker snake. So if you go to that one page where that one gene is, then you look at it and it has letters that, that spell out what to do those letters are only four different letters a t c and g and so what i'm doing when i sequence is i'm actually telling uh, i have these these uh small pieces of sequence that are unique that tell the enzyme it's called a polymerase that that copies you could think of it as like a xerox machine i'm telling with these primers i'm telling the the fat the the uh Copy machine, I'm telling it what book to go to, what page, and I'm saying copy that page a whole bunch of times so that I can actually visually see it. Uh, If I only have one piece of DNA, you'd have to have a really, really sensitive machine to be able to see what's there. But if I can amplify up hundreds of thousands of copies, then I can pick it up on a less sensitive machine. And so most sequencing machines, you need to amplify that signal so that you can actually read the A's, T's, C's, and G's. So I, I'm literally, when I do that sequencing, I'll, I'll be looking at, like for hypo, I'm, being, I'm looking at the gene that, that has an effect on how much melan, melanin is deposited in the, in the skin, how dark that animal's gonna be. And then I'm actually looking at the code that's telling that embryo how to become a ball python and where that pigment should go, that information, is messed up so that it's not normal it's sending less black pigment to the skin because of these a's t's c's and g's that got changed so there's some of them that that aren't there that usually are there and that's what made it hypomelanistic
1: you're following everything coming out of his mouth aren't you yeah i'm struggling so hard right now
3: (laughs) (laughs) I, i teach
0: genetics
1: i know you do I, I still so I like you, in my head I'm still like you're at this desk and you've got like all these microscopes and
0: so are you running gels on just sex determination stuff is that doing you are you running gels on you're not running gels on everything are you
3: no I do very little gel stuff um, as long the the name of the game with with sequencing now is if you have enough volume it's actually amazingly cheap compared to what it used to be yeah. So, as long as I have enough things coming through, it's not really worth running something on a gel when I can just put it into a run and and get the information back as a sequence. So, um,
1: so your sequence, obviously, there's, you don't, like, look at something under a microscope and see all these little letters. So, it says A on like you A-M-C. don't. That's not how it works. I'm so, aware that that's not how it works. A- a's are red. Okay, I'm not T's a completely yellow, hopeless but... cause here. But... I assume each one looks different.
3: Yeah, so and they're then different. you're
1: having to write down the code. The, the machine, basically, the machine is the machine does it for you. Yeah. Oh, so okay. what they've
3: done is they they make um, the bases, the A's, T's, C's, and G's. They make them so there's a different color on each one. Like we we're mm-hmm. just kind of joking, they're different colors. You can see. Well, they literally make it so that. When you're amplifying it up, when it puts an A in, it does have a, a color that's different than T, C, and G. That's
1: why the model you have is color-coded. Well, yeah, but it's also and color-coded then, so you can tell the difference. Yeah.
3: And then the sequencing machine sees those colors, and so it'll just spit out the sequence for me. I don't, I don't write it down. You used to have to have four separate um, lanes for each sequence one for A, one for T, one for C, one for G. So to run one sequence, you had to look at four lanes and you'd see a, a band here, here, here. And you'd, you'd have to go down and write down, okay, that's an A, T, T, C, A, C. You'd have to go down and write it from the banding. But now we have the se- sequencing machines that just read those colors and it just spits that out for
1: you. So,
0: so like when you it watch, just comes to you. watch when you watch NCIS and the lab tech go, does, puts DNA in the machine and it tells them,
1: Yeah, obviously, that's all fake. I'm fully aware it's television.
0: It's not all fake. It's It's just, it's based in reality. It's it's a lot faster than reality.
1: Obviously. So, for example, like with a human, there's 46. Like, that's kind of the magic number.
0: No, it's not magic. It's just the number.
1: It's the number. But I guess how long is a sequence? Like, are we talking like each sequence has 30. Oh, no. Like,
3: so the chromosomes uh, in in snakes, some of the ones I've been working on, you know, you're talking millions of base yeah. pairs, so like Ugh. sixty million base pairs, a hundred and fifty million base pairs, um, that would be like the size of a chromosome. So there's a lot of information there. And then there's and you know, just all the the chromosome yeah, so altogether it's it's in most snakes, it's about <clears throat> one.
0: Oh no.
1: You froze again.
0: We'll get
3: them back.
1: It makes my head hurt a little bit.
0: So, like, it's give me, so
1: much give information. Me a, give me an idea. So,
0: your DNA codes for making proteins in your body, right? Proteins can be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of amino acids long. Every amino acid is three bases on your DNA, so that's those times three. It's a lot. There's a lot of your DNA is massive.
1: Yeah, I just that's so crazy.
3: So yeah, it's, and it's all
0: and it's crazy up. every
1: time I yeah. try to learn about it. Like every time, I, it's the same. Oh Lord! Like when
3: you see a, a chromosome spread, a karyotype, when people are showing you know how many chromosomes are in a cell, uh, you may have come across that at some point. That's the the time when the, all the DNA. Most of the time, the DNA in the nucleus is all kind of like this big spaghetti. Yeah, and then when you do the chromosome spread, you try to get it when they're all hypercoiled. And so it's all folded and spun and there's these little proteins that their job is to help fold that DNA. So it's really small. And then you get, you know, these like the X's and Y, you know, the, the karyotype looking um, chromosomes. But most of the time they're unfolded and kind of everywhere so that that sequence can be read by all the different molecules that are floating around in the nucleus to make um, proteins and things like that from the code.
0: It's a lot. It's, it is a that's lot. That's why it's fun. Uh, there's a. So there's a that's protein. That's it's fun. Because <laughs> like all of your proteins are massive, but there's a protein in Gila Monster Venom that's like, like twenty amino acids long. It's like super small, which I think is really neat. That it's it's one. It's a yeah. Gila Monster. You're such a and nerd. Two, that it's super small because <laughs> you're usually talking about massive proteins. Shut up. That's. Great. I love cool. how
1: excited you are though.
0: <laughs> cool Gosh. Anyway.
1: Thank you for explaining
0: i told him, so I'm I'm hoping this summer to try I'm trying to get a internship. I wondered
1: if you were going to bring that yeah, up. I'm trying
0: to get an internship at the University of Houston. They're doing one for teachers in the genetics lab. We there need we, all the positive oh, well,
1: vibes. He turned in his application today.
0: So I'm trying. Hopefully, they like get to go in there and do like actual genetics work, whatever they're working on, uh, with their staff and with their like grad students. And, and it's
1: like a five day a week all summer. And, and
0: it pays well. So nice. I'm also looking. It is to a the,
1: beautiful paid internship.
0: That would be nice as well, but. Yeah, I'm super excited about doing actual genetics work. That'd be fun.
1: And your uh, cover letter looks really damn good
0: yep. now. And then I, can tell all the I people, do say so myself. All those ball python bros when they're at shows talking about genetics, like, you don't know shit. I was in a lab. <laughs> I had
3: a I've used a pipetter. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I measured out things in micro shit. <laughs> oh my God. So that's an official measurement.
2: Uh, it's an industry term.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. A, you you wouldn't know because you weren't there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes,
3: uh, I definitely know what a microliter <laughs> looks like and what ten microliters looks like. I know. I've looked at those little tiny volumes thousands and thousands of times over the last twenty and years. And
0: then and then he spun them around in your little spinny machine. Shut <laughs> up.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, lots of set- centrifuges.
1: Look, other people out there were thinking it. Okay, <laughs> the I am not alone.
0: Little spinny machines. Uh, so. Also, you are working, I think, on blue tongue skinks. Was that one I heard?
3: Yeah, I haven't been able to get that to work yet. Um, but yeah, uh, the sex determination for yeah. blue tongues and Agernia, some of the um, other skinks that are fairly closely related. Um, I don't, I don't have it working yet. But that is I, another one I'm hoping we'll have sometime in the summer.
0: That's the good thing about panthers. You don't need to do sex determination on panther chameleons.
3: You'd be surprised. Some, some people do want it. Um, but I mean, I I would imagine from the little bit that I know about Panthers, once they're adults, I think most people could tell, (laughs) um, but yeah, for, for babies when they're born, um, that there might, might be some use for a sex determination test, but the locality seems much more interesting for people.
0: So one that I'm interested, we had Two weeks ago, we had Bill Stiegel on, talked about green mm-hmm. tree pythons, and uh, I know at one point people were getting DNA testing for sex determination in green trees, and he said that it, uh, I think it was he I've heard that it's, it's basically no one's doing that right now. What, what's the status on that? Are you trying to work towards that, or?
3: Yeah, so I that was the the th- main test. Sean Christian is is my partner with uh, Rare Genetics Inc, and we had been friends online since like you know, mid 2000s, something like that. But in 2011, we met at, at, uh, um, the reptile show in Tinley, uh, for the first time in person. And, and we started talking about potentially creating a business and having some kind of genetic testing. And that's the one that we both wanted. We both, uh, had lots of carpet pythons and had kept green trees here and there. Um, but love green trees and knew that that would be really helpful for keepers. So So I I really wanted to figure something out that would work. And I did. And for a while, the way, like I was saying, to be able to do sequencing, you kind of have to have things go in batches. Otherwise, it's super expensive. And so I figured out a way I could batch um, some green tree python samples. And it was complicated because what I was doing is sequencing part of the sex chromosomes. And so I had, like, if you had a clutch of babies, I needed to get... Um, sequence from the sire of those babies and the paternal grandsire or a male offspring from that same sire that you knew 100% sure was a male because i had to track some of the markers on the male sex chromosome the y yeah i had to see it in the sire and then either it's it's sire before it the paternal grandsire or an offspring from it that you knew was male that way i knew which markers were the male markers
0: and that's tricky for somebody to try
3: and get all that from Lineage-wise. Yeah. So there were breeders like Bill. I did several for Bill over a couple of years, um, and it worked great. It was very labor-intensive. I definitely was making no money from it. Um, It was a lot of analysis and had to be batched a certain way. And when we (laughs) scaled up with Rare Genetics, Inc. to where we are now, um, it, it just made it so that I couldn't do that same kind of a run anymore. Um, so what we will have once we get it working, we will have a single shed test like we do for colubrids and ball pythons. That would be uh, Where you can just send in any green tree python shed and we'll be able to tell sex. Um, so I've had two or three tests or four or five by this point. It's been really frustrating uh, where it worked on some. So for publications, if you can get it to work on four or five, then you can you know, get a publication and everything looks great but um, to have a test for customers i need it yeah. to work on like 200 uh, that are unrelated from several different customers to make sure it works properly otherwise i'm not going to sell yeah. it
0: it's um, going to be hard to sell some will go well, it, it's, it it may be a boy yeah one.
3: so <laughs> i've i've had many at least five different tests that worked, um, some of the time on some samples. But when I stretched that out and ran, you know, a batch of 50 that I know which ones are males and females, then it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work consistently. Hmm. Um, so it's just not quite there yet. Uh, I know I'm in the right spot. So out of those 1.5 billion base pairs, I've got that narrowed down to like, you know, a hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand. Um, so I'm, I'm getting close and we definitely have spent, probably out of all the tests that we are working on right now that aren't working yet. That's the one we've spent the most time and the most money on. That's still not working. <laughs> well, oh and for my those, gosh, and for so those of there, they
0: don't understand uh, why sex determination. Some things are more important than others. So like you don't really need a sex determination in sand bowls. We can pretty much sex those with our thumb in about 0.2 seconds. But we've talked with green trees. We talked with bill. You can't really sex baby green trees. They're, it's so sensitive that you have to wait till they're adults. And even in, in adults it could be tricky um and so that's a tricky. and then then blue tongues up until now it's been what x-rays has been the one way to tell if it's a male or a female um and so it'd be amazing <laughs> if you could do just a simple genetic dna test so you don't have to put two males together and then come back with one male after it killed the other male like that or Some at this person. point should, yeah. this way it'd be one male killing a female and that's just called breeding but still um So sex determination, some of these things are really tricky and it'd be really important to see, you know, and ball pythons, I mean, a lot of people can sex their ball python. There are some that are trickier, but it's definitely harder in blue tongue skinks and green tree pythons, and probably some of the colubrids even.
3: Yeah, there's some colubrids that are pretty tough. Um, Some of them are are not hard at all, but a lot of people find it nice to not have to set up an appointment with a vet or... You know, go into a pet store and make friends and get to where someone will pop for them, or figure out. You know, out in the parking lot at a show, they'd rather just you know pay twenty bucks and send a shed in that they were going to throw in the garbage anyway. You know.
0: Yeah, because it's it's different for someone like for myself or Robert. Like we go to a show, we have tons of friends. We can do it ourselves. We can find someone. Yeah. You, you don't think about the one person who bought one snake at a PetSmart and they want to know is it Princess whatever or is it a yeah. boy? Like so this would be
1: this would be really cool for. Us to do with my corn snake in my classroom. Like sex? I know you can, but like, because obviously we know it's a female. But you said that you could do some genetic markers with corn snakes.
3: Yeah, yeah, we
0: can. But we we know
1: nothing about her.
0: No, but he can do sex termination.
1: Oh. You're not
0: doing.
3: Yeah, if you're wanting to do morph stuff, you have to wait a little bit for corn snakes. We don't have morphs yet. But we definitely want to do that, and but each like, species we do it in should get easier.
1: Yeah, I mean that would be kind of cool to be able to like send off something well, and yeah, like he's, for he's, the zoology club and be like, look at what this company does. Well,
0: for anybody that didn't hasn't listened to to Ben's most recent his first episode on YouTube, which you should go give it a listen. Uh, you talked about customers finding out that some of their stuff was more than what they thought it was. They found that genes in there that they didn't even know were in that snake.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the the one example I gave was one I got an email. I get these emails every week that's really fun to hear these stories. But the one this past week, he said that he sent a shed in and he wanted to know whether it was gravel or yellow belly. But he figured he'd pay a little bit more and just run our panel for all the, the morphs that we could do. And he ended up finding out it was het pied and so that made that animal worth quite a bit more and he talked to the breeder he bought it from and found out a couple generations back there was a a, a possibility a small percentage chance of there being a het pied and so now that breeder is excited because a lot of his clown project um, those animals are now het pied and potentially worth quite a bit more money as well
1: that's just yeah well she uh, was the the corn snake that i have in my classroom she was a surrendered pet that was brought to the zoo where we worked at the zoo, and the education department was like, We already have enough of these here, you take her. And then she went to live in my classroom after that.
0: Well, corn snakes would be interesting because I'm willing to bet 99% of them are het albino. <laughs> like, at this point, I, I it would be way it more fun, be. it would be way more fun to go to PetSmart, buy a corn snake, and send a shed in and go, What the fuck's in this? Because those things come, <laughs> from, come from big breeders, like when they're doing bulk something, I there's yeah. like six genes in there. You just oh, have no yeah. clue what it is. So that, that would just be fun for shits and giggles to see what it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Luna. I'm just like, because people ask me all the time. I'm like, oh, what kind of corn snake is her? Is she? I'm like, she's corn snake. She's,
3: she's hypo something. That's
0: what <laughs> I got.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know but that I know. just based on her color, but that's all I got.
3: So what I would like to work toward, I don't know how familiar you are with genetic testing in like cats. Um, so they have genetic tests. that will kind of tell you you know, like what ancestry there's like these four or five main, you know, lines of these captive cats that we have now house cats. Um, so I would love for there to be something like that with, um, corn snakes, with milk snakes, with king snakes. Um, um, you know, And like in green tree pythons, it would be, you know, either locality or lineages from a, you know, famous blue animal three generations back or whatever. Um, So that would be like this, this corn snake you have in your classroom five years from now, something like that. Hopefully we have a cool test. You could send that in and be like, okay. This says, Do you know, it. this is related to one of the ones that the loves worked with that, cool. that sired, you know, 50 that clutches so, or, that you know, would be really. we cool. would have some connections. We're creating we have to build those
1: a massive family tree, basically of snakes.
3: Yes. Yeah. And we'd be able to tell you, Hey, you know, the great, great grandsire to your baby was this one. And this is, you know. That That's one of the ones that was a two headed snake that's at the zoo. You know, we'd be able to make
1: connections. It would be pretty fun. That's pretty neat. That is an, it, That is a really cool. Way I would to look love at to
0: see all. tests done on. Um, my brain's going blank. What are the king snakes out west? You know the one I'm talking about? Desert kings? No, people go shit. Baby, gray bands? Gray band. Yeah. I oh, would gray love bands. you to do one on Gray bands just so you go, they're all the fucking same. Get over it. <laughs> just. All the DNA testing realized it doesn't matter what rock you found it next to. The, it's lo- the fucking what same. your
1: fucking rubber boas? What? They're, aren't they all different?
0: No, they're the same. They're, they're
1: locales. But the, but that's another locale. The rubber boas.
0: Everything's. I mean, technically everything's a locale. But I mean, it's well, but some of them are are treated as if they are so much more different.
1: Like that one snake that only locale. is found on that one lake or whatever. What? Oh. Oh. It's a garter snake or something. Oh,
0: the, yeah. The one out in California that was it, red-sided? Yeah. red sided? Red bit? Red. What is the expensive?
3: Sertalis, probably. Red sided Red sided garters. Garter. The one that's protected, right? Yeah, they're protected. It's only protected. found like, in one spot in California or whatever. Oh, then it's it's probably a subspecies, then I would guess. I don't know. It's a garter.
0: Uh, they shit a lot and eat fish and insects. and they're...
1: I could see where people mm. who are really interested in, like, ancestry and things like that could really get or a kick tough. out of being able also to... Like
0: Jeff Frederick, who is the one that designed our awesome uh, logo, said for colubrids like Ramphiophis or the beak snakes, it's not safe to probe or pop them. So DNA testing is a must
1: for those guys. That's cool yeah, that's to good. know.
3: Yeah. And they're not colubrids. Um, Ramphiophis, if I remember right, it's actually outside. I think they're Lamprophidae or I can't, I don't know. It's been a long time since I was in herb class. I'm probably saying that wrong lamprophy a day something like that um so the sex tests that i've played with sometimes they worked for ramphy okay and then other times it, it just didn't seem so it's kind of like that ramphy right now is kind of in the same boat as the the tricolored hog nose sometimes that my tests some of my tests will work and sometimes they don't um that's one that if if there was a lot more people working with it, then I'd be able to, you know, spend some time on it. So
1: at that point, you just adjust your test and make tweaks to your test to try to get it to work in the future?
3: Yeah, it it takes time and money. So, you know, if if there's enough people, enough interest, um, then, then I can figure out a way to spend the time. And sometimes, like right now, as we've talked about today, there's a lot of Balls in the air that I'm juggling. Yeah. A lot of different tests that oh, I want to do. So.
1: I can't even imagine.
3: I kind of have to attack them. You know, the ones that I I feel like are the coolest and also will, will help us be able to bring money in to be able to develop more tests.
1: <laughs> right. Now that makes complete sense.
0: It would be interesting to see if you could do uh, Bearded Dragons at some point, locale-wise. Just because I have a feeling at this point in the United States everything's a mutt. It'd be interesting if you could get sheds from actual locales in Australia and see how much we've mixed everything here.
3: Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be cool. I haven't looked at the uh, the literature on beardies, uh, but yeah, with through zoos, connections with zoos and and uh, academic people, we can usually get locality from inform- you know sheds that would have locality information with them. So.
0: That kind of stuff's cool. That'd
3: be fun. Those are the kinds of things that I've been thinking about every day for since 2011.
0: <laughs> That's so crazy. So uh, I want to go, the question that you uh, you gave me this week, we had a bajillion people answer this one. Uh, the minute we put it up, it was just like left and right. Uh, says, what is your most powerful memory of a herp-related experience? Uh, can be field herping, zoo, or captive keeping or breeding? Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> think I'll be able to read all of them, but I'll go through some Have of them. Have a good one. Uh, Ashley Howdy, a friend over at Focus Cube, said, in the mid 1990s, looking down through my upstairs room window after my dad showed up in his police car holding a giant green iguana he chased <laughs> through Memorial Park in Houston. Wow. Uh, that's nice. a pretty good one. Uh, our friend Victor said, I've always loved going to the Bronx Zoo as a child, then sharing that experience with his children. That's always a fun one, being able to, what was amazing for you as a kid, and then go back to show your
2: kids. Uh, oh, Robert, yeah. you
0: want to, yours was pretty good. You want to give yours?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was on my first solo bow hunt, bow hunting trip to South Texas and, uh, 1997. And I was trying to crawl up on some javelina cause they're blind and stupid. <laughs> and, uh, there was like, I was in a Sendero, which is just another word for a dirt road in South Texas. Um, and I was crawling in, and there was like a little hill between me and the, that I was using as cover between me and the, uh the javelina and i came over the top of the hill and laying across the road five feet in front of me was a giant indigo texas indigo so the javelina hunt was over because uh (laughs) the indigo scared the shit out of me because it was just like boom snake in front of my face and um so i ended up getting up and getting my camera out and taking pictures of the indigo i have them somewhere still and uh, hanging out with him for probably 10 minutes and then it finally i say him it was i don't know (laughs) <laughs> and, if you uh, had the testing you could have uh, right just and, then it <laughs> off into the brush. and then I walked down the road about 20 yards and a javelina stepped out in front of me and I shot it I was like hey <laughs> worked out that's so funny <laughs> uh, that
0: was like Lee Reddy's he said it's seeing three Texas indigo snakes in a line at his, on his dad's property as a kid he was amazed at their size and how calm they were just crossing a path mm-hmm. they don't have cool. anything to fear
2: yeah mm-hmm. they're, as I mean, far as snakes go they're an apex right yeah, they don't have much to fear I mean, hawks and bobcats and, and yeah but yeah. It's far I have, I mean, what?
1: Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: okay. Uh Louis Patoe said, I have a ton, but the one that comes to mind is finding his first alterna uh after ten years of looking. Which that would be fun. I would love to go see something like that in the wild. Yeah,
1: what was the question did. again? Read it again.
0: It was what is your most powerful memory of herp related experience, or of a herp related experience? Can be field herping zoo or captive keeping and breeding?
1: I have two. Okay. But are really my only two because they were both before you, and I don't I don't have a lot of like reptile related memories prior to you coming into my life, but I can remember being in high school. My dad, where we lived in Alabama, he worked with Auburn University to have indigos eastern Indigo. eastern indigos released on his hunting camp property. Um, oh wow! He was the president at the camp at the time, and when he would give tours, I used to go with him. The new members would get the tour and he'd go in the barn and he'd be like and my dad like i thought he hated snakes like he never killed them but he made it very clear he was not a fan <laughs> um but he would go into the like the feeder barn where they kept all the feed and everything and he'd be like all right like he had this, he had, everything was named. And like, there was like a corn snake that lived up on this side. And he was like, and then there was like a rat snake that lived back here. And he was like, don't kill my snakes. They keep the mice out of my barn. And then he'd like, and if you see this and he had like posters that he would give people. He was like, don't touch these if you see them in the woods. Cause it was part of with Auburn University. I can remember that. I can remember a black rat snake got into our house one night In South Alabama. And I remember him like taking paneling off the wall because it like crawled through like the hole where the socket goes, got into the wall. And he I remember him moving this like massive deep freezer away from the wall and like literally ripping paneling off the wall to get the snake out of the wall before he would go to bed that night because it wasn't staying in the house and then he took it out and he let it, like it lived like he he never killed any of them he just did not like them and then when i was a senior in high school where i lived in mobile the city has representatives um they're high school seniors there's girls there's 50 that represent the city they're called mobile azalea trail maids if you look them up they they wear large antebellum dresses that look like cupcakes Um, and I was in the Macy's parade and I got to meet Jeff Corwin. He was on the float in front of us in the parade. And so two floats in front of us was, um, Aaron Carter. No one cares. No. Oh, every other girl, like 17 year old girl was freaking out. And then my friend Claire and I, we went to the same school, I was like, is that Jeff Corwin from Animal Planet? And she was like, oh my gosh. I think it's not just
0: Animal Planet. He was originally from Disney.
1: Well, we knew him from Animal Planet. And so we like walked up. Like, I'm like, come on, we're going to talk to him. It's like five in the morning. We're in line for the Macy's parade. And he all he wanted to do was talk about our dresses. And all we wanted to do was talk about his adventures he'd been on. Like it was so funny. We were both just enamored with each other. But he was such an awesome guy to meet. And I remember thinking He's a normal guy. Like you see him on TV, and you you think, you know, because he was big in the hobby. I mean, I'm, he still well, not, is. Not hobby, well, but well, he well he's big in the in yeah. the reptile community and world, and uh, so that was really cool. But yeah, those are like the, the three things I really remember before you came along. Me,
0: before I came along.
1: Well, I mean, then there's just it's always uh, been reptiles we'll after go that. a few more so. of
0: these. Our, our buddy Drew Schull said he worked at a water park and he trained alligators. He had six alligators. He trained them the queue to go in and out. That's, that's fun. That's cool. Uh, our friend Megan said snorkeling in Cosmo with green sea turtles. Did they lose your shit over that, Katie? Oh, my God. I
1: awesome. couldn't. I would be a sobbing hot mess. I couldn't do it. Uh, so I
2: could take you out to find sea turtles right here.
1: I man. know. It's, oh, God.
2: Uh, our friend Beckett said swimming
0: with manta rays. Not a reptile, but still cute. Cool. I want to swim
1: with manatees. <laughs> okay.
0: Our buddy Ryan Cox Sorry. said, uh, <laughs> it was his grandma and mom taking him to some shitty roadside zoo around Lake Placid. There, he says there's no Betty White. Sad uh, day. But they did let a kid who was way too small play with a boa constrictor and a huge water monitor, and it's all been <laughs> downhill since then. That's
1: hilarious.
0: Uh, our buddy Paul Byfield said his first clutch of eggs, which was like, what? Last year. Last year. Yeah. That's that's a big one. Uh, and then you chimed, chimed in. That was big there. Uh, let's see. An- our uh, angel said, probably my first snake bite. I'll pass on those. I, I've tried to forget any of those. <laughs> I've only ever
1: had one. Uh snake bite? Yeah. And oh, yeah. I didn't even know it happened. I was giving a presentation for the zoo. It was when I was in the education department at the zoo. Oh, yeah. I was at an elementary school with a bunch of kindergartners. And I was the way I was holding the the corn snake is her head was like up wrapped around my upper arm. And I had the bottom half of her so they could touch, and her, her head was tucked under my arm. And one of the kids was like, "Miss Katie, you're bleeding." And I looked down, and there's two little pinpricks on my
2: on the inside of my arm. And I'm like, "Oh,
1: it's it's okay. We're all okay." Like I have no clue when it happened or anything.
0: Uh, let's see, Aaron King said there was a documentary on VHS nice. as a five year old when he found a YouTube link to that National Geographic reptiles and amphibians from. Nineteen
1: eighty nine, maybe
0: it's. Oh damn! Uh, Todd Archer said he saw a National Geographic special called "The Animals Nobody Loved" in nineteen seventy seven.
1: We're going uh, to look that one up. That sounds fun. So he
0: already loved snakes at that point of his life, and so the show sticks with him to this day. Uh, trying to go through some of the other ones. There was so many. Uh, everybody wanted to tell us all of theirs. There were so many. Oh, Scott Borden said, uh, "Getting to work, a huge adult bushmaster in Costa Rica."
3: That would be awesome.
0: That would be cool.
1: That oh man.
0: Um, let's see. This Todd Sanders said the first time uh, they went to NARBC, driving all the way to NARBC. That's always a fun one, especially if people have never been to a big reptile show. Going to something like Tenny. 10- I remember uh, my first time going to. You went to Daytona with me for the first time, right, Katie? Mm-hmm. And so our first time going to Daytona was back in mid two thousands when it was
1: we were still dating. Massive. <laughs> that was uh, before we got married.
0: Um, let's see. Kim Anderson said the one time I was catching a small alligator, uh, Ken's son released in the Galapagos tortoise paddock. Uh, okay, why would you release it? That seems like a weird place to release one. Um, trying to, 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 to try and go through. But, but, man, there were so many. I'm sorry if I don't get everybody's, but the, go check them out. There's a lot of really good ones. Um, oh, East, Easton Horton said pretty recent memory but my favorite in 2018 i got to witness the turtle conservancy in alabama dig a nest of sea turtles that had already had a majority hatch out and he helped four baby loggerheads out of the nest very cool that would be really cool to do i would
1: yeah i'd probably cry the whole time i was doing that too although, <laughs> although
0: i also would rather I will,
1: let's just go ahead
0: and throw that out there i would love to see a big loggerhead i just want to go
1: sit on the beach and watch the babies go into the ocean like that's a, all i want to do or like a leatherback like somebody a leatherback. make that dream come true for me we can. We know someone who does that. I know. We've had them on the show. So make it happen, James. I'll reach
0: out to her. <laughs> I'll reach out to her.
1: Uh, it's like an anniversary gift for the ages. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'll talk to her. Uh, my problem is I have so many. I don't know. I getting my. You have
1: a lot. Getting of my first job
0: at the zoo, there were a lot of things where like. I'm gonna say now, I was not trained to do <laughs> <laughs> that. I had to do, yeah. like. Uh, Having to catch a gaboon viper for injections. There's no like training class that I took for that. That was just like, all right, you have to do this, and then I'm like, all right, don't get bit. What's everything I've seen Steve Irwin do? <laughs> let's figure this shit Did out. Did you say what a little beauty? What a little beauty, and shove my finger in its asshole. No, uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, put it in a tube, and then once you put hands on it, you're like, I'm fucking holding something that could kill me, and I didn't. It's a powerful animal, but I think those things huff and puff, and it will make you pucker. It's, um. Having a big ass American croc come at me, having a Nile croc come at me, that was yeah.
1: You punched your boss in the face one time.
0: That was on accident. we were trying to catch an alligator, and I accidentally punched him in the face while I was reaching for it. But that's fine. <laughs> he he forgave me. Um, I've been mean, getting to be around stuff like giant Aldabra tortoises, and not everybody gets to be around five hundred pound Aldabra tortoises and, and pet them and play with them every day. Like that, that's fun. But then as like a kid, I remember like our first boa. I remember getting it at a pet store, the size of a. You know, it looks like a little pencil walking around a store and people being afraid of me and the small itty bitty snake and like (laughs) running to other aisles to get away from us. I remember stuff like that. But uh, yeah, there's just a ton. I don't I don't know. Uh, Making bad decisions by buying my first snake and it being a uh, Brazilian rainbow boa. That was a horrible idea. I mean, he lived to be like 17 (laughs) years old, but it was still a horrible idea. Don't do that. That should not be your first snake. Yeah. What about you, Ben? What
3: what are the big moments for you? Biggest one for me, I, I've i learned over time just how much of a breeder at heart I am. You know, everyone, I think, has a mix of keeper and breeder and, you know, different parts of, of having, you know, being around these animals. Collector, I guess it's another one. Some people are collectors. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember my wife talking about, you know, getting a dog. I was like, well, why don't we get two and breed them? Like, it's just <laughs> how I think. You don't have one of something. You have at least a male and a female, but... Um. So yeah, the most powerful for me was um, in in two thousand three. Uh, well, I guess two thousand two. I bred a pair of ball pythons and a pair of uh, of common boas, and then two thousand three, the the babies were born and those eggs came. I had a little, you know, the little chicken egg incubators. The what did they call those things? Hovabaters. Start with an H. Yeah, Hovabaters. At Hovabater, I had you know the styrofoam to make it a little taller, mm-hmm. and I checked that all the time probably 20 times a day and the i didn't know anything about you know cutting eggs early or anything so it was all you know naturally seeing them. well i guess in an incubator is artificial but um they're you know slit their eggs on their own and and just that that was such an amazing experience um and then the boas was, was so much fun. about a month or two later um, i actually got to a point where i couldn't keep the boas where i was And they were at my friend's dad's house. It was like a five-minute drive. Not bad. But I I knew they were close. And so for about two and a half weeks, every morning and every night, I would drive over there and walk (laughs) in. I'd go down in the basement, go in, open it up, look at it. Nope, they're not here. They're not here. And then I remember one day I walked in. I opened the door. This is like, oh, no. He froze again. Sad day.
0: He'll be back and then he'll be able to tell us what it was like. Mm-hmm. Looks like
3: I lost you. Oh, we're you're back. Back. So you back. open the
1: door. Okay. Open the door. So
3: I open the door. There's the smell. I was like, oh, I've never smelled that before. <laughs> Maybe this is it. I start to walk closer and um, she had a hide box in there that was just cardboard and it was soaked. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is it. And so the the ball pythons, I ended up getting eight babies and no slugs. They're all perfectly healthy. The boas, I got 19. Um, live, No stillbursts, no slugs. Um, like, I mean, as far as like your first time breeding, I was pretty dang lucky. And, and, uh, I got a, a, uh, table at a, at a show in Salt Lake city and sold babies there. And just, I knew then that I had to keep doing that. And I've been hatching out babies every year since I have, haven't done any other boas. That's the only boa litter I've ever had, but I've done a lot of, of pythons since then and, and a few colubrids.
0: My uh, yeah, my first was 2007. I had my first rainbow boa litter. I remember that, <gasps> and it was amazing. But I'm I'm still like giddy every time I get eggs. Every egg, time egg, I get babies, oh, I don't yeah. get eggs. But I, I do boas. <laughs> but I mean, I I scream like a little kid every time I see them. Yeah, and I, and I like it always gets me the people that that uh, don't do boas because like it's gross. I'm like fuck that. I love the giant pile of goo. that comes I'll play from- in that goo. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what when you You know what? I need that on a shirt, a pile of baby boas is I'll play in that goo. Okay.
1: <laughs> Let me see what I can make happen for you, baby.
3: Oh, I'm I'm happy every time I see people that you know post those videos of babies coming, you know, gooey boa babies oh, yeah. coming out. Like, oh that's I awesome. just saw and somebody
2: like, today in the group a group post their their yeah. first uh first litter of boas and they were like, Nobody told me it was gonna be like this. I'm glad I took all the <laughs> substrate out a couple days ago.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I loved on Easter seeing all of our friends post pictures of like eggs they were finding in enclosures. Like they were like, this was the Easter egg hunt we went on today. And it was like, these lizards laid eggs and these snakes laid eggs. And I thought that was oh, really yeah. cool.
3: It's a fun part of the year.
0: So yeah, but there were, there were a lot of great answers. I, I apologize for anybody. I skipped over. I, uh, I didn't mean to, but there were a ton of great ones and it, it, it gets hard, especially when, when you've done stuff with reptiles for so long. It's, there's just so many memories. Like I said, uh, almost dying from an all crocodile sticks into my mind uh, a lot. Um, first time I had to jump on an alligator. Like that's, like that's not training. That was just like, all right, you're the reptile keeper. So you take the head first. All right. <laughs> oh, I How World. big was it? Uh, the first one I had to get, I think first time I had to catch were, were Niles and they were like, they weren't huge. They were eight foot, seven uh, foot Niles. Um,
3: if it's under six feet, I, I don't feel too bad. Anything over that, I'd, I'd be a little nervous.
0: I never had to catch anything big. We had to catch a whole bunch of like four and a half foot uh, American alligators. But American alligators are big old vaginas. So that's easy. You just jump on them and it's not a problem. The Niles were not happy. Uh, <laughs> and we had to catch smaller American crocs. They were not happy. But I never had to catch any of the, the big stuff. Like We had a huge male American croc. We never had to catch him while I was there. Never had to catch big American alligators. Um but yeah, it was just it—it it, it literally was like, "What did I see Steve Irwin do?" I'm gonna do that, except for the the crazy stuff. I'm not gonna do that part.
3: <laughs>
0: so, but uh, oh look, the ready said one of our female panthers gave holy fucking shit, 33 thirty three eggs. Three eggs. That's awesome. Ew, that's too many fucking eggs.
3: <laughs> the thing that kill would kill like literally probably kill me with chameleons is any. <laughs> Any uh, incubation that's longer than sixty days. Oh yeah, I can't handle that. Break my heart.
0: That's why I like boas. They take care of all of that for me. I just show up, and then there's babies. Now some of them take forever. Like rainbows will take like almost six months to have babies, but they do all the work.
1: And he's great until like month five.
0: Yeah, then I'm checking them like seven times a day. Jesus,
1: Mary, and Joseph.
0: If they ever lift their tail at all, I'm like, oh, here they come. And then yeah. nothing happens. And, and like- I
3: get I get these seasonal dreams when it's close. Yes. Like I haven't had any babies for a long and time. And then you hatch
0: out something fucking weird, or something weird is born, and then you wake up it and go, just, "Oh no, it didn't happen." Yeah.
3: yeah, it's just like all about a month before baby, the first babies will start hatching or you know being born. I just start having these yes. dreams of of I finally have babies again. <laughs> I've had dreams where
0: like I've dreamed that I had like a green rainbow boa, and then I wake up like, "Well,
3: fuck, that was not real."
0: <laughs> so. No, that happens. Uh, Oh, I want to go through some of the things that were over on our discussion group this week. Uh, There's some interesting... All right, so I posted a picture on our discussion group. A lot of people in our group uh, have dirty minds. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Your wife being one of them. It was a... (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: It's a picture that says Dubai unveils plans for a $9 billion gold-plated... Time, I they thought it its was skyscraper. a sex toy, <laughs> and it looks like the rattle of a rattlesnake. But so many people saw a penis, and I, I'm just—I didn't
1: know that's not at all what I saw because I'm like, if it looks like that. You've got some issues, but I—I I didn't read the caption. I'm like, why is there a massive sex toy on our page? <laughs>
0: like that's what I—it's I- a rattle. It looks like a snake <laughs> rattle. God. Dirty-minded people.
1: Oh, I've been reading too many trashy books. Uh,
0: and then, oh, we already <laughs> talked about that. I'm not going to talk uh, about it. Oh, this week on Lizard Brain Radio. Everybody go give Lizard Brain Radio a listen. Our friends, uh, the Reddies, were on there. And you can also, our friend Bill, who oh, does Lizard Brain Radio. Two
1: nights
0: ago? I don't know. I was fishing. Yeah, it was Easter. That's it. Was it?
1: Yeah, two nights Maybe.
0: ago. Um, and then Ryan Goslow posted something scientific. I'm going to go past that for now. My dad wants me to get into uh, white lip pythons because he found a pretty picture of a white lip python. Uh, no, sorry. That's not I think
1: phone. Drew's, my favorite was Drew's. She was like, Yeah, James, get on that.
3: Get right on that. The people that do white lips have to really love them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm going to pass on that.
3: A little buzzsaws.
0: <laughs> I posted a video. It was neat. It was these giant rats in Africa they used to find mines. They don't, now listen, before you, listen, they don't <laughs> let the rats run across the mines and blow up. That is not what they do. No. So I've actually
1: done quite a bit of research on this because I'm totally bringing it up with my zoology club kids when we start meeting again in two weeks. It's fascinating but what's
0: funny is they're walking them on basically fishing poles
1: they are and so so there's two different methods what they do is they they rope off the area in a grid
0: because this is areas where war has been really big and mines get left behind and a lot of times uh innocent kids are walking through playing and they get blown up by mines yeah so to find these things
1: and so they have trained they have taken these rats, big, big ass rats. that people think are just horrible um, and they have taught them. And she was saying that it doesn't take very long to train them at all. Rats are smart. Um, and they basically, I mean, they, they treat these things well, like kings. Well,
0: and they don't weigh enough to set off the mine,
1: So they can walk over the mine without it but blowing they can, up. They can sniff out the mine, And they and- actually, there's... <clears throat> Like when they stop, there's like a signal. So when they stop, they know. And basically, whoever has the fishing pole, or if it's on like a rope or whatever, then they put like a flag marker. And then when the day is done and it's clear, like teams come in and remove the live mines.
2: Wow,
1: it's it's really cool.
0: Yeah, big. I
1: am terrified of rats. Um, I've read a book that our friend Megan actually recommended me about pests. And it was basically what do you consider to be a pest? And there's a whole chapter dedicated, obviously, to rats. And um, this was not mentioned in that book, though. And I kind of wish it was. It's very cool. I
3: just hope, I just hope rats don't have power in the afterlife, or because we've given them this. Yeah, it's.
0: You walk across his mind, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Because I've fed so many to snakes.
0: (laughs) Um. Our buddy David over at Eclectic Reptiles posted a picture of him hatching out um, one of his anoles, one of his really pretty anoles. Just thought that was cool watching it come. You watch it come out of the egg, it like changes colors coming out of the egg. Wow. It was kind of neat looking. Um, let's see what else. Got, oh, uh, let's see. Oh, I posted a video I found today. There's a guy gutting a, a gar. That he had caught.
1: The little snake comes out of the and wall. His little snake comes it's out and so so watching it. So
2: cute. He's
0: feeding a piece of fish. That. It's hilarious. Yeah, so our like,
1: friend Brittany at Repticulture actually just posted it on her Facebook too.
0: He comes out and first he grabs the the gar's tail and he's like trying to pull the gar away from like the guy. Like
1: this this snake is literally like the size of my finger, if that. So he just starts feeding it. And this it. massive fish, he's thinking, I'm fixing to take it away. So he, it's he starts the feeding it piece
0: of, pieces of fish, and the snake just starts taking them off the little board cutting board there. And taking the pieces of fish as he's...
1: <laughs> and when he was done, he, just, he was done. It was the cutest thing.
0: He didn't run away from the guy. And the guy didn't use the knife to kill the snake.
1: Yeah. The guy didn't freak out when the snake came out of the wall.
0: So, that was nice to see. Um it was think, very wholesome. It, it was. It was
1: nice with everything else that's been posted.
0: That's true. Uh, I think that... Oh, I know the Reddy's posted a picture. Um, this is six days ago, but a picture of one of their... Amb- I'm Banja boys the chameleons go check that out the Reddy's chameleons uh I think that's it that's all I got on there
1: I'm gonna have some cool stuff to post in a couple weeks with your chameleon well well yes with Jim (laughs) but I'm also so we had to pause all of our zoology club meetings at school because of state testing and because there's tutoring on the days that we were meeting and I didn't want the kids to have to choose between zoology and tutoring and so Anyways, we pick it back up, but we are going to be doing painting with the animals. It's something that I used to do at the zoo. Yeah. All non-toxic, you know, watercolor, water-based. It's all very safe. But basically, you let the snake go through the paint and then paint on the canvas, and you have a cool piece of artwork, and they're going to get to take it home with them.
3: Nice. So,
1: I'm really, they don't know about it yet, so I'm pretty pumped about, that's going to be a great day. I'm going to need your help with that,
3: too.
0: (laughs) Get right on that. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to find, I can't remember what Sean's, um, I can't remember what Sean's YouTube channel is.
1: The Herp Podcast? Is that what you're talking
0: about? Sean who? Sean Sean Gray? Gray. Herpcast.
1: Yeah, it's Herpcast.
0: But That's his thing, but it it airs on his YouTube, right?
1: I think it's the same thing. I suck at this. The Grants are on it tomorrow. I know,
0: that's why I was trying to be good and tell everybody about (laughs) it, but I can't remember how they can find it and... I'm dropping the ball. They hey, could just look up Herpcast hey, on Facebook. It's uh, Yeah, it's Herpcast. We just said that. I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was trying to say, but there was, his YouTube channel is not Herpcast. His YouTube channel is Herp something, whatever, and I thought it was going to be on there. I'll
2: tell you. I got it right here.
0: This is riveting radio. Uh, but check that out tomorrow, because our buddies uh, Callie and John Grant are going to be on Sean Gray's show, which is on Wednesdays. Uh, it's the HerpCast. He brings on different vendors and stuff and talks about different vendors that he has at the shows. So go check that out. That's a great one. Also, go check out uh, Rare Genetics, Inc. on YouTube and and watch Dr. Ben Morrill talk about genetics.
1: Is it kid-friendly?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, his is. Yeah.
1: I mean, we're not Ours kid-friendly.
0: Is not. Ours is definitely not. We had
1: to have a conversation with our 12-year-old about not sharing our podcast with her friends. Yeah, <laughs> she like just, friend just sent it, it in podcast. this group chat and I'm like, "Joe, this is not gonna be okay, baby." I have to explain to the parents what's going on. I'm like, "I don't tell you kid to watch that shit."
0: Uh Oh, also It's just,
1: labeled explicit. People. It
0: is. Uh, I mentioned this at the beginning. Anybody that wants a uh, Get VivTech bulbs. I always keep forgetting. That. Check out VivTech and use code GUMBO22 on checkout and get your VivTech bulbs and your UV meters and all your smart things. All the VivTech stuff. Go help them out because helping them out helps us out. So please go do that. That'd be awesome. Uh, our giveaway. I forgot to mention that earlier. Our giveaway this month. Our friends over at Colossal Constrictors is giving away a Herpstat thermostat. So for anybody listening, all you got to do is go over to either our Facebook page or our Facebook group and you'll see it pinned there at the top and you have to. Tell us your favorite episode, which I think one of them uh, was actually your first episode. It was. you we were on. Someone said that was their right favorite on. episode.
1: Yeah, that has made the list.
0: Uh, so tell us your favorite episode. Share the link to that episode on your Facebook page. Because again, I would like to grow this podcast, not just for me, but because we have so many cool people like Ben and like everybody else that we have on that I more people need to hear what they have to say, um, especially to drown out some of the other podcasts out there where it's just... Trap. noise yeah we'll go with noise that's how nice way to say so it. I
1: actually just shared I know you're wrapping up and I'm sorry I just shared a very cool picture on the reptile and mode discussion page it's um, titled alligator river and it's the reflecting eyes that are in the river uh, of the big cypress national preserve in Florida and it literally oh, looks like them, yeah. like flashlights on the water it's <laughs> super cool
0: go for a night swim yeah.
1: no but uh, I did I shared it because I'm like yes
0: But, uh, again, for the enter of the giveaway, go tell us your favorite episode. Share the link to that favorite episode on your Facebook. And go give Colossal Constrictors a like, either on Facebook or on Instagram, whichever one you use. Uh, But they deserve a like because, again, they are giving away a thermostat. It's, It's a herpostat thermostat. It's a good thermostat. Um, Katie you want to talk about World Reptile Day coming up you that you put-
1: Yeah so we did World Reptile Day With our buddy Megan last in year October. It, it was in October last year uh, We had it at a local neighborhood um, She's already started the plans For next year so if that's something If you're local to Houston and you want to get involved With that definitely reach out We'll start sharing the posts on our page as well uh, But she's already planning some really Epic stuff She's I don't have the dates in front of me I um, no. hmm? oh. I, she sent us a message.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go through a couple of things that were in the chat real quick. Uh, Todd Sanders said, so y'all have probably already said this, but what can be tested for in ball python genetics specifically? Uh, stuff. <laughs> Lo- lots of stuff and more stuff I can to run come.
3: through it pretty fast. Go. Um, so we, we can do sex determination. So all of this is from a shed skin. Um, you And... For the sheds, you want to make sure that you collect it as fast as you can and get it as dry as possible. It needs to be dry before you mail it in. The, the wet is what destroys it. Um, so, so from those shed skins, um, we can do sex determination. We can do pied, clown, albino, lavender albino, hypo slash ghost, um, candy slash toffee. We can do in the yellow belly complex, we can do yellow belly, gravel, asphalt, spark, specter. Um, I think that might be all of them. If it's not all of them, it's most of them. And so if you have poshets for any of those um, recessive genes, we can tell you whether they're really head or not. And then if you're trying to tell some of the yellow belly uh, ones apart or if they're possibly a yellow belly all these other genes there, um, that's what those tests are for
0: awesome i i think we need to come together though as you realize certain things are the same thing we need to all vote on a name and get rid of the <laughs> other names so that we can stop confusing people when they go to a show and they have Ghost on one table and hypo on the other table and everybody knows it's the same damn thing
3: so good luck yeah.
0: <laughs> you mean i can't get the whole hobby to agree on something that's weird <laughs>
3: Uh, talk to, uh, talk to uh, some of the industry leaders. If they get enough messaging out, maybe they can get people all on the all, same page. All we
0: have to do is get uh, Kabilka to agree to it. And then the rest of the fall, fall behind him.
3: Until then, I'll put slashes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, DGB said, exactly like said, Kalubr genetic testing. Uh, yes, for sex determination.
3: Yeah. So for morphs, that's definitely something that we want to do. And since we've, um, and we have academic people like Dr. Siddell's group and the Canadian group, uh, we have academic groups starting to help identify some of these. I would imagine that will make it much faster in other species. So I don't know if we'll make it in 2023, but at some point we'll branch out to hog noses or corn snakes or something like that. And we definitely would like to identify morphs in other species as well.
0: I'm glad to see you working with Dr. Sedell and all of them because I know when we talked to her, they, they talked about it not being a business model for them. Yeah, um, but they were doing some really good work. It's good to see that, that work is being able—you're not having to recreate the wheel there. That y'all are working together with that, yeah, which is again how science is supposed to work. We're supposed to work yep.
3: together for stuff. Yeah, and we're we're officially collaborating for the first time on genetic stripe. So she had some some genes that she thought were interesting. And we had a location from, from low whole genome sequen- sequencing that we did in comparisons between genetic stripe animals and non-genetic stripe animals. And with her information and our information together, we've got a gene that we think is genetic stripe in ball pythons. So um, that's one that, that we're working together on. We'll eventually figure it out all the way and, and have a paper. So we'll officially be co-authors down the road fancy getting published and all <laughs>
0: so I also still find it weird that for some reason all of that whole area where you live is where all the, the snake scientists decided to live
3: yeah it's kind of crazy huh <laughs> I can't
0: figure it out why, why it happened that way but yep Travis Warren Warren is now joined up there Travis is up there you're up Patrick. there Loafman's Patrick. up there Mac- Mac. yeah
3: it's just yeah
0: you should go visit Virginia West Virginia and just go like circle around and see everybody in person Take, take it like It's not that big it'd be, it'd be less time To go do that Than it was for us To drive to Tulsa Yeah <laughs> Freaking Yeah Tulsa I didn't even get to go To the the quiet spot in Tulsa I, I, I know If I ever have to go there again I'm gonna go stand In a little spot Where nobody can hear you Yep Just so I can Yell dirty things And nobody can hear me say it <laughs> That's what I wanna do I wanna yell Fuck you As somebody's walking by And they can't hear you Oh my okay. god how awesome would that be? There's no repercussions for it. That'd be great. Although I'll, I'll do it one time and it will be like, Oh no, this doesn't work anymore. The now. wind was blowing the wrong way. Here. <laughs> now, like, <you're> <laughs> like you. Oh, anyways. Uh, thanks for one. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it all up?
3: Um, no. Um, hmm. I, I would just say, you know, that we, uh, as you can tell, listening to this pocket, those that have listened to this, we are actively thinking about tests that we want to do. um, We definitely take people's information, um, things that you're interested in. Uh, If you have a species, like people have brought up some colubrid species for morphs, Um, if you have some, go ahead on our website, we have a help us, you know, there's a help us button. You hit that, it'll give you a PO box to send sheds to. If you've got, you know, a bunch of corn snakes or hog noses or something, and you have morphs that you know that those have if you start collecting sheds and mail them to us that makes it faster that we would get those those uh, tests done so that's a a really big way and and Dr. Sadell as well um, and any other researchers that end up doing similar work pay attention because when she puts out something saying hey we need sheds for this or that um, those sheds make a difference that's something that you all can do that can help move science along and also make genetic tests available for, for us as keepers and breeders. And uh, then our, our new podcast that we're starting um, love to hear in social media or comments on YouTube. And eventually when we do, we will get it listed in podcast places. Eventually it was literally our very first one. We're probably even going to change the name and, you know, we, we haven't settled down on things, but we, I I am going to try to do it every week for a year and
0: I can tell you, you know, it is we've, we've done
3: one, we'll do another one this week and we'll, we'll get it refined. But, um, any questions you have, um, I, it's a big part of that. I want to be able to educate people and, and take ideas that people have and then be able to tell cool stories. Um, I, like I said, I hear really interesting, fun stories every week from customers. And so I want to be able to pass that along. And so we are very open to suggestions and ideas, um, for, for the podcast as well.
0: I liked it I listened to it like I said I listened to it the other day while I was fishing and it was great. Um and it's, it's a lot of interesting stuff. I do need to I do need to start saving up boa sheds and, and get you working on boa stuff. I just Yeah. Cuz that would be awesome for like just know if shit is hypo or like a head albino. I, I don't know if it's head albino so.
2: I've been saying this since the first time we had him one F- 5 years you're not going to sell an expensive snake without a test. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's got if it's a head. Yeah. You you're just Nobody's going to buy a, a, an expensive breeder snake without a, a test from them. And, and if somebody
3: buys an expensive snake, they're probably very likely going to send off and get yes. a test done. And if you just ripped them off, you're going to know right away. You won't have to wait three or four years. And then they'll say, whoa, you got bad odds, stuff like that. That's right. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, I, mean, I think, I think great. two things are really changing the hobby. I mean, morph market mm-hmm. has, has changed the hobby. And I think now with genetic testing, that's another huge thing that's going to change the hobby. All for the good. I think for good. One, like I said before, I think Morph Market has changed the hobby for the good in the sense that it is really balanced out prices on stuff. You don't get such dramatic price changes just where you live. And then the genetics, the other thing it will do is, again, it will stop people from going, yeah, this is a het whatever because that's what they wanted, not because that's what it is. Sure, it's het whatever, and then I'm never going to see you again. And now a person is wasted, especially with like boas waiting four or five years for some of those to raise up. And everything's been screwed up. So, yeah. Um, I think there was something. Oh, speaking of podcasts, I was I was wondering the other day because I was listening to uh, uh, Owen and why do my brain Eric? In, Eric, Jesus Christ, names. I can They were on the Leopard Gecko podcast on the, on uh, and they were talking about podcasts and them coming and going, and so many do come and go. I'm wondering now. I know they are the longest active running podcast because they've been going for 10 years now, something like that. Um, And they've got like 500 and something episodes. And I know THP is slightly ahead of us on episode numbers. I'm wondering if we're the third longest running podcast.
2: (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I know so many people that have started one and they get... 10 episodes or so in and then it's, it's rough. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do this well, every week. I'm
1: going to be a hundred percent honest. And I truly feel that Robert agrees with me on here. We would not be in this if it was not for you. No, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah. I would have quit a long ass time ago if I was if not I married to, do to you. Anything
2: besides just sit here and talk.
1: <laughs> and there are weeks that we struggle with that alone. Mm-hmm. And you are the glue that holds this podcast together, James. That's
0: awesome. hundred and sixty two <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I don't know how many other pod, like I know, like, so Bill said he had a podcast and he does, but he does his podcast like once every, uh, like, Here and like solar eclipse or whatever. Um, yeah. so I don't, I know he doesn't have the number of episodes. I know I've got more, Chris has been around longer, but I know I have more episodes than Chris at Snakes and the
2: Fat Man.
1: Really? Oh but He yeah. didn't start
2: kicking it up to every couple of weeks until last year. Yeah, so I know I've got I more I guess because I
1: just get so many updates from... He was like once a month. Can we just talk about his almost, new episode coming out?
2: And then he almost died a few <sighs> times and didn't have one for... He did almost months. die. There was the whole almost dying thing. Yeah.
1: I'm so excited about the episode coming yeah. out. The All Hot Guys episode. Yes! I'm
0: waiting on my uh, invite for that one.
1: Nah, don't hold your breath. It'll be fun.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to
1: be on <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Like, don't get me wrong. I was super pumped about the Hot Chicks episodes too. So, I mean, I'm all about equality, but...
0: I'm yeah, pumped I, I can't say I'm that excited
1: I am It was great <laughs>
0: Does Chris have to sit out If he's on that one Like someone else Have to fill in for him Oh shut up <laughs> um, But no I got to think There's 162 episodes it's, it's I can't imagine There's many more Congratulations than that. babe I'm tooting my own horn Because this shit Is hard every week
1: When you hit 200 Robert that's and good. I'll do Something special for you
0: Once you hit 200 We can quit <laughs> <laughs> that, a... Is
1: that Is that where we're going Because Robert You heard him say it
0: No <laughs> I throw around the idea of quitting, and then I'm like, no, I enjoy this. So
1: yeah. What if we just like cut it back to every two weeks? Yeah, I know. enjoy
2: it most weeks. Like I've enjoyed it this week. I know I've been kind of quiet because I'm just so tired. Um,
1: we stay test in five days, so my brain is not here. See,
0: my fear is the, the moment you're like, let's cut it back to two weeks, it becomes very easy. But let's cut it back to three once a month, and then you disappear like a lot of the other ones have done it.
1: That makes sense. So I do. I do like that you're starting to let Robert and I have breaks, though. Like, we'll record at shows so we can take a week off. Yes, that that is important. Maybe, maybe we should try to do that.
2: But I will tell you, the recording of shows is much harder for me than it is so I know, much. I know.
1: We may need to try to record a couple of shows, though, for a while I'm at camp, or we'll just have Corey Martin fill in for me again. Let's record she did it last summer. we can talking about that
2: off
3: here. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I'm All sorry.
3: Right. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Let's get out of here. Let's let Ben go.
0: Ben,
1: thank you so much for tonight. It was so much fun. No
3: problem. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you for having me. I enjoyed it
0: and uh thanks everybody for watching again uh don't forget our monthly giveaway go try and win you a herb thermostat again VivTech code gumbo 22 save yourself with some light bulbs uh we're getting some light bulbs for our new chameleon um that's it uh been if you'll hang around good night everybody else see y'all next week uh when we have hopefully should be ryan mcveigh so